Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds, speaking in a foreign tongue. Kiss of my life, it's of my life, it's of my life, my life. Kiss of my life, it's of my life, it's of my life. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 47 of Behind the Bench. We just had an interview with Alex Fron, newest member of the Sudbury Wolves. So we decided, you know what, let's kick it off right away um, with that. It was a nice quick chat with him. Uh, the young lad's gone through a lot the past couple of weeks. So uh, we really appreciate him uh, him coming on and, and, and chatting to, with us. So um, without any further ado, let's send it off right off the hop of episode 47 to Alex Fron. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this person is a returning guest to the podcast. We're very excited to have him on. Um, he's had quite the past couple of weeks, too. He's first traded from the Hamilton Bulldogs to the Peterborough Pizza, and on his way there, gets traded to his hometown, Sudbury, and now is wearing number 21 for the Wolves. He's blown up our phrase, to the moon, as he likes to say it, to D-moon, baby, uh, to something we say now all the time. Please welcome Alex Ferran to the B2B podcast. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. Uh, thanks for having me on. And how are you guys? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, obviously, man, past few weeks must have been nuts for you. Are you all settled uh, at home now, just kind of chill? Yeah, I'm pretty settled in. It's It's been a couple uh, uh, tough, hard weeks. But yeah, I'm pretty settled in now at home with my family. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, my, my first question is, now since you were moved, moved to Hamilton, was the ODR still going at home yeah. by the barn? It was still it was ready for you when you got home, yeah? Oh, yeah. My dad built it for my brother and sister to use there. And me, <laughs> when I came home for Christmas, I was buzzing on there with my buddies. <laughs> but yeah, it's going strong. It's going strong. Awesome. Good stuff. Good All stuff. Right. Uh, first question, Alex, I got for you is obviously before we get into the Subway talk and obviously the trade that led you there, uh, talk to us about your time in Hamilton and like how was your first experience there playing in the OHL for them? Uh, it was an unbelievable time. The guys were great. Coaches were great. My billets were like off the charts. Uh, su- such good people. Um, it was kind of a learning process, like kind of just like first figuring out like how the league works, the pace, the speed, um, kind of like knowing what playing on a deep team feels like. But overall, I really, really liked it. And I made some friends. That I'll keep in touch with forever. And uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for the whole experience. Yeah, man. Love that. Love that. Um, I mean, j- just crazy. So did you have a feeling like trade deadline, like stuff was going around? I know those few rumors came out um, on Twitter. I'm not sure if you check the Twitter sphere like we do, but <laughs> um, probably not. But uh, like, did you have a sense something was going to happen to you? Uh, at the start of the season, no, like, you always hear guys talking about trades and there's always yeah. trades going on. Lundo always makes early trades. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. in the cars and the ranks, you're kind of just talking to your buddies and like about possibilities. Like uh, there's rumors that like the big names, there's always like headlines that all oh, like he wants out of here. He might go here. Right. But for myself, I didn't expect anything until my birthday where um, that's actually one of the reasons I got Twitter was kind of see what's going on in the OHL. Yeah. And then, uh, I got it sent to me that there was a rumor of me going to Sudbury for Stillman and a couple of picks or something like that. 
Um, and then like as a six, 16 year old guy in your first year, like that's not really something you want to hear. Like it was no kind of hard because yeah. I was working out, I was working out in like the gym in Hamilton. One of my buddies walks in, he shows me his phone. He's like, Oh, like, look at this. I'm like, Oh, like it caught me off guard kind of. Um, and then the rest is kind of like, it's history, I guess they're how it happened. So. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's it's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And the first part of the wild story is like the deal that went through to Peterborough first. Like, obviously, you said you were like you were checking Twitter, and that was that complete shock to you when you found out that it was Peterborough first. And then, like, how long before I guess you found out for the next trade? Like, must yeah, have been a wild like awesome. day, so, day and a half, I guess. Yeah. So the the deadline is on the tenth at right. twelve, I believe. Or, 12 like uh, yeah. noon or yeah or lunchtime like yeah 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 so um it was we had a skate the ninth in the morning and i didn't hear anything that morning one of my buddies like the guy who got traded with uh, Mali, he was hearing stuff about him going possibly somewhere but i didn't know anything of it so then i, I go on the ice do my thing um i was on the ice for maybe an hour and a half I get off and then my coach comes up to me. He's like, Hey, like call your agent. Something's going on. And I had a feeling, okay, like it's gotta be something about a trade. So I call him. He kind of tells me like, um, what's going to happen, what's going on. And then I call my parents and like, it was pretty emotional. And I just kind of went and talked to my coaches and stuff. And then the trade was confirmed, uh, later on in the day. And then I just went to my bullets and, it was just really, it was a really hard day. Like for me as a 16 year old, like it's not something you really like want to happen to you, like in your, in your rookie year. But uh, overall, I think it, it's, it's a good move for me playing on a younger team. Um, so that was kind of just the first part. So then uh, I went home, kind of started packing my stuff right away. Cause I had to leave the next morning. It's such a fast, like transition, Jeez, man, my God. Yeah. So I had like the one last dinner with them. And then all the guys got together at uh, Morrison's house that night, kind of just hung out and had a fire, chatted. And then the next day I went to the rink, got all my stuff. My car was packed and we were heading to Peterborough. Um, and yeah, like I'm just kind of, we're following like the, the equipment guy, like just for the player safety, you got to follow someone all the way to the, like to the Pete's rink. Gotcha. So then we're following them and we're about, halfway there i'm just kind of thinking like hey like how is it going to be in peterborough like like what the experience is going to be and i got a call from my dad and he's like hey alex like uh something's going on it's really last minute but Sabri wants to make a trade for you i'm like whoa whoa like the, what's going on i want to make it like another trade and they're like yeah oh my and god this was i think it was actually exactly 22 minutes before the trade deadline so I had to make a decision while driving on the 401, <laughs> following the player guy on my way to Peterborough if I want to go to Sudbury. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I made a couple phone calls, family advisor, talked yeah. to the G, and I made the decision that uh, I think coming home was the best for me. So then I touched base in Peterborough. The trade hadn't gone through at the time though, because like I was, it was still, still kind of up in the air because Jesus. I think I made the decision with like maybe ten minutes before the deadline, five minutes. So I, it was funny. I, I get there, put my bag in the room, introduce myself to every single guy, 
um as i'm about to unpack my bag and get dressed to go practice because our practice was at one like 2 30 and it was maybe when i got there it was maybe 1 30 or something and then the coach pulls me over he's like yeah like the trade went through uh i guess like high and by at the same time so then i was on my way to sudbury in a turnaround of maybe two hours so yeah it was pretty crazy my god dude I, like you actually can't make that up like that's like that is something like you can't even write a story about that is yeah. that is something else dude wow well, like well, yeah, well yeah. what i want to ask you is like did that same travel i didn't even know there was a travel guy that has to follow you is this same guy now following you to Sudbury? like he's like yeah, i'm right, going for a longer road trip <laughs> Yeah, so we drove from Hamilton to Vaughn Mall, and we met with, like, the Peterborough person, so you kind of, like, meet halfway. Yeah. And it was a bright maroon van. It was faded. <laughs> it looked bright pink. It had Peterborough Pete's on it. Me and Donnie are following it, driving all the way to Peterborough. And then from Peterborough to Sudbury, we, we like, I drove with, the, like, the girl in the van, like, following her halfway. And we stopped at a Timmy's and then she took Stillman back to Peterborough. <laughs> and the wolf guy took me to Sudbury. So we like, Holy shit. shook hands, talked for a bit. And I was, in, I was off to Sudbury. He was off to Peterborough with the, oh the same God. band. Dude, that is unbelievable, man. I can't even, I can't even yeah. imagine like what, what's been, you know, going through your head. Like, like you said, like a, a 16 year old, like I, no, we remember being 16. Like, that's it's it's nuts. That's yeah, nuts he's not even old enough to drive on his own. Like, he had to get I, someone to drive, like, drive him. Like, it's I, ridiculous. And no, he's I, answered... I'm on my own, actually. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, you yeah, gave your G2. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm an early birthday. We were just like following like the van just for like player safety. It's like a rule of the league mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's yeah, insane. I want to ask you, like, you, you obviously talked about it lots that it's it was emotional. No kidding. Because of how young you are entering the league. Like, was there anyone you really like relied upon like during this time to reach out? Like, was it an older guy that's been in the league before? Like, I know you're pretty close with Demier, but is it someone like him that you, you know, you gave a call to about uh, the whole trade part? I know in his career in the OHL, he didn't get traded at all, but maybe he can help you own aspects uh, of that, that you went through. Yeah. He talked to me. Like we talked a little bit on the phone and on text. Um, my, my parents were there the whole time. Yeah. yeah there but they were also like really um like sad because it was kind of like it happened so fast and yeah. it was a lot, uh, yeah. lot token but i also want to say that my buddy chandler romeo he got traded to sarnia maybe a couple days before and we were like best friends like we went out to eat breakfast together he drove me to the rink before i had my car so i was kind of there like trying to help him like asking him how everything's going and then he did the same for me when it ha when I got traded. Yeah, yeah. So that made it a little bit easier. And all the guys, like when you're saying goodbye, like they're, they're all there for you. They're all supporting you and wishing you the best luck in your next team. So that definitely helped the the situation. But it was still it was still pretty hard. No yeah. No. No doubt. No doubt. So obviously, I mean, you're driving down the 401, heading down to Peterborough. So you're you're already trying to process the first trades that happen. Um, and obviously I, I don't think, and I mean, I, I think you'd agree with us here too. Like it's not, it's not because of your performance or anything. It's just, you know, Hamilton is making a, this, whatever run they're doing with McTavish, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, you're just, a, you're a great young player and obviously everyone wants you that as we saw this trade deadline, which is nuts. So you're on the 401 and you get a call uh, to come to Sudbury. Like what's the first reaction? Like, was it like what the hell's going on? 
like it and and obviously now now you're home and and how how, how's that been so far with the wolves so kind of a two-parter yeah um i was in shock as soon as i got the call because i never expected this to happen it all happened like 20 minutes before the deadline at first i was kind of like oh like do i want to go through all this again yeah but then i thought of what i'm like i'm all packed up i haven't really built any relationship with anybody in peterborough mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be with my family so it'll be easier to kind of get through this yeah uh, i'll play for a great young team that has a bright future so at first i'll be honest i was like ah, i was very hesitant but then I made the decision that I talked to more and more people. And then yeah. I was kind of yeah, like, I think this is the right decision for me. Yeah. And, um, sorry. What was the other question? I, yeah. I so I know I asked a loaded question there. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so now you're here. So how, how's it been, you know, transitioning actually now getting into a locker room again, talking with the guys, kind of being around a team again for the first time. Yeah. Um, so far it's, it's been great. Uh, we had our first weekend road trip there. We went, uh, two on one. We had a very good weekend. I was, I think I played pretty good. It's kind of hard to like all the new systems and stuff. Like it'll come with time. For sure. Um, but so far it's been great. Storts, Mox, Dunk, uh, Bucky. Those are all great guys. All the guys in the room too, like kind of, uh, welcome me and the other two guys that came from the suit. Um, open-hearted and yeah, it's, it's been great. My family's really supporting me as well so I, I i feel very very comfortable now at home and so far it's, it's been pretty smooth and i i can't wait to keep producing and to be a great leader on this team in the next year's coming yeah man love it awesome. love it love it i want to ask you how has it been uh, i guess your friends were probably pretty stoked to see you come back to play for Sudbury and obviously you know to have you around again how was uh how was it from like them finding out that you're you know coming back home they were pretty fired up and it kind of like it, it gets well, you they get, they get to watch you in, in your rink right like yeah. that's, that's awesome like knowing that your whole friend group supporting you and i'll be there at games cheering you on it's, it's just a great feeling and those are like those are guys that i've known like for the past like even my friends in chelmsford i've known them for like my whole life and yeah. they're all out to me and saying like how excited they are so yeah it's been great even like my, my uh, cnd friends my old hockey friends um yeah they're all very um, excited for me that uh, I'll be playing in front of my hometown. That's Good awesome. Stuff. So, so why the number twenty one is that a special meaning to you, or it was just because the number that you know that you let's just say like I don't know the options were like twenty one and like some other like stupid number like fifty four or something. That's the only one you had to choose, or does twenty one mean something to you? Well, so seventeen's retired by Felino. Right. So yeah, then twenty seven's my second, but Musty has it. Um, and then I asked for 37, but they have different home warm-up jerseys that are already like imprinted. So <laughs> I don't have many options. My options were like four, which is like a defenseman number. Yeah. 20. Uh, I could have took Gio's old number. 74. Yeah. Yeah. He, he took mine in Hamilton. I saw that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but 21, I wore it in minor, uh, minor midget. Okay. It was my. Um, I got drafted in the year 2021. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I might as well throw it back to minor midget because I was playing for like the U18 Capital Wolves. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of why I chose 21. And so far, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the way it looks. It's definitely a change from 17, but um, hopefully it brings me lots of good luck. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. I like the rationale. 21 is a sick number, though. Great number. Yeah. 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 yeah I like it. It was one of the Matt, better options. 
imagine you like wear a number two or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit. Um, since obviously you're home now, like you must be pretty excited to have your mom's pregame meal again. Like it's just like you're reliving back to to the younger days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be nice having her her home cooked meal, and also like my my grandma's lots of they cook lots as well. So, um, but yeah, also like in Hamilton though, like I had very very good meals good for my bill. Yeah, but yeah, the the home uh, home cooking is yeah, it's great and it's it's gonna make me play better hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Go ahead there, Chim. Ask him about the. Okay, yeah. So let's go. So you guys ha- and like you mentioned the the road trip. So three and three. Uh, like what a great way to start your campaign as a wolf in a three on three road three and three road trip, and you guys play Peterborough. Um, the team that obviously was a little high buy scenario there. So what was that first game like for the Wolves uh, in Peterborough? Uh, I think it was a great team effort. Like everybody contributed. We had, uh, we ended up winning the game. Yep. Um, Homer scored a goal in his first game as a as goal a line. The goal line. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was my better game of the weekend. I think I had lots of energy. Um, we see our goalies phenomenal. He played great. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just a great team team effort. I was still kind of getting used to new line mates, new systems. But I think our weekend went went uh, smoothly, and went, then we had that uh, TSN game against Kingston, and then uh, you probably saw Goyette's four goals. So that was that was <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Um, that so yeah, and I wanted to mention that national game. So obviously, and when it when all the trades happened everything they everyone kept saying it like around like, okay the walls are rebuilding blah 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 and it was just it was nice to see you guys come out with an absolute bang um and 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 especially on national tv against and i i don't know if you've watched the game if you watch the broadcast i had a rant about it about this on this podcast but it's they you know it's the third ranked uh king Safranak, shane right you know blah 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 um and you guys stump a made four like what a game I, I it was awesome to watch so my question for you is a national tv game obviously you know pretty new for everyone like was everyone kind of getting a little more fired up you, or like did you guys were aware that it was a national tv game yeah we're aware at the end of the day like it's still a regular season game yeah. you kind of got the same way but it definitely adds a little bit of um, jump to your uh, your stat and yeah, I think the guys were definitely treating it um, like they're getting like more prepared, more dialed in just because one, it's on TV. And second of all, like it's Kingston and they got these big names and like the, the feeling of winning on national TV against a team like that, like you just can't beat it. So yeah, the guys were definitely, they did everything they can to win. And uh, yeah, it was, it felt great after we won there um, with, with all the guys. Yeah. Trina, one one question before you move on. I wanted to ask you: Did you end up playing against Lucas Emmons growing up? Because I know he's like he played a couple of years minor hockey in North Bay. Like, do you know who that was before you played him uh, against Kings- Kingston that night? Uh, no, I think he's older. I think he's Lucas Edmonds. Oh might be. my god, that is a dash one early for me. He's <laughs> <is> older. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought maybe you would have played against him, but the years are totally different now that uh, I'm thinking about it. No, I I don't even know if he's Canadian. I think he's Canadian. He wants to play overseas or something. Yeah, he he did. I, like yeah. now, now I feel even more older now because I you're aging I, yourself. Yeah, Tom. I'm aging myself. I played against him growing up, and just <laughs> like I, I thought maybe I thought maybe you did too. And he's he's oh. dual citizenship. He's got North Bay and like Sweden. But yeah, I think he's a one or a two or something. There. He's an he, yeah. yeah. He's an over overage rookie. So he's yeah. Kind of, he's yeah, done pretty well for himself this year. Yeah. Oh man. 
That's too good. Dash one, Tom. Yeah, oh my okay. god. That, that <laughs> you, is... you had a you had a dash one with your two parter question. So Oh I know, okay. yeah. I, I, I butchered that one. And and it's for our second time coming on the like podcast. Yeah, he right? gets us. He gets us. Yeah, yeah he exactly. Knows. I'm oh, not yeah. nervous yeah. anymore. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. Next question for you. Um, how, how do you like dunks so far as a coach? Um, so far, so good. He's a great coach. He uh he pushes the young guys to kind of learn. Um, play in situations at the end of games on PPs, uh, special teams. And yeah, so far he's been a great coach. Um, great helping me like learn the systems and stuff. Storts as well. Like we spend lots of time talking, um, doing video together, phone calls. So, so far they've treated me um, like everybody else on the team and they've treated me in a great way that uh, I feel comfortable asking them if I have questions um, or yeah, if there's anything I, I can just feel free to go up to dunk and he'll give me an answer and try to help me out. Uh, no problem. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all things considered, I know maybe the first home game won't be without any fans, but you must be pretty excited to put, you know, the home Jersey on for the first time to play in that arena. Yeah, I'm excited. I believe it's Friday against Oshawa mm-hmm. tomorrow. We're, we're in the Bay and then we play Oshawa at home. Um, so yeah, even though there's no fans, like it'll still be very exciting kind of yeah. playing like for the home t- first time in your home barn um with a new team so yeah it'll definitely be a great feeling now are you saving your first goal in the home arena to when there's fans in the building or are you just good <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah you want your you want your friends and family there right? yeah well no i i'm not saving it but if it happens it happens. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i want to get it off my back as early as i can there yeah um, i've had a couple chances so it, it's coming it's coming i'm not oh, 100 percent, it's coming You'll let that wolf go. You'll let that wolf go for sure, 100%. We'll see it coming well, down. Do you want to yeah. you want to tell them about the BTB bump, Jim? Like it's actually a real thing. So. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. The BTB bump uh, is a thing. So we've seen – we had Felino on, and, you know, no no credit to us, but he, he was buzzing. He was buzzing <laughs> after anyways. Um, <laughs> next question for you, Alex, before we wrap this up. Um, it Totally unrelated to trades, anything like this. Um, you got to play in the Capital City Challenge. Uh, which is a, a sick uh, tournament. And you guys end up winning an OT and you scored in the final game. Um, so how was that whole experience? That was such a great experience. Like, it was unbelievable. They treated us like like Olympians, I want to say. Like, That's uh, got there. There was a couple guys from the OQ and Dub. We kind of just met. We bonded. Um, we formed a great team. We had great coaches. And then we played... Team Canada, uh, red, white, and the women's in a round robin. Then, did you hear about the crazy story in the semis? No. So we were down four three with, I believe it was. I don't know. I think it might have been. That was in the finals. We're down four three with two point six seconds left. Richie wins a draw to Benson. We score with like point point three on the clock or something and we came back and won it in overtime that's so insane that, dude what yeah kind of just made everything like even more unforgettable and yeah i'm just very grateful for that that experience and um I mean, i'll do everything i can to get an invite to the u18 camp that's taking yeah, place dude. this summer so yeah overall such a great experience met some great players great people and um yeah i'll never forget this experience for sure yeah actually it's fun not now that you met i I remember the finals game. I'll tell you, it's a funny story. It's how it, it's, this is total small world. So Tom and I coach U15 uh, AAA team here. 
Um, and we were supposed to actually, we, oh, were yeah, head, yeah. we were heading to Hamilton for a tournament and our goalie was hurt. Um, and we weren't sure if she was going to make the tournament and we did it two years ago, but your sister, uh, is an unreal goalie for U 14s, uh, triple team, Nicholas city. So we, she's been like our emergency backup goalie. Um, <laughs> so I was on the phone with your mom after the game, actually. I mean, she goes, yeah, like. Did you see the game at all? I'm like, no, I'm at the rink. And, and she told me the exact story you just said. Um, so that yeah. was un- unbelievable. Um, and, I mean, your sister is going to be an unbelievable goalie, um, too. I, I mean, ODR must be unbelievable with the with the Ferran family. That's that's for sure. Yeah. yeah she's, she's very good. And, yeah, it's, it's a great atmosphere on our backyard rink here, for sure. Yeah, man. Love it. Do you uh, do you take it light on her? when it, Does she strap the pads on, though, like at the ODR? Uh-huh. Sometimes the thing is, it gets cold because like, you're not really moving that much as a goalie yeah. if you play games. Um, but yeah, she does sometimes. And if I'm deacon and stuff, like I'll, I'll go full out, but I'm not going to take one tease at her head or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Um, yeah. Well, listen, Alex, we, we thank you for coming on. I know it's been a busy couple of weeks and, and everything you've gone through, like, no matter what, BTP's got your back. We'll be rooting for you uh, all the way through. Um, and and big things coming for you as a Wolf. We're, we're excited to see you more often now. Um, so, yeah, th- thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And can I uh, – I have a little story um, yeah. before I go. So, as I'm driving from um, Peterborough to Sudbury, I was listening to your show. I think it was episode <laughs> – 44 i think this is, is this going to be 47 or 46 this, this is going to be uh 47 yeah yeah so i think it was 44 and i think it was tom mentioned the trade rumor that me for stillman <laughs> the day it happened as i'm driving i listened to it um i, I found that so crazy that as i'm driving like when the trade plus happened, one i'm plus one again yeah <laughs> that's not <laughs> But I talked yeah. about that on that episode. You did now that well, now that he mentioned so, it, yeah. Someone did. You're talking about like for all you saw on Twitter somewhere that there was yeah. a trip yeah. going to Sudbury. Um dude. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> found that I had to bring it up. I found it pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, That's that actually wild. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. 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 I guess we did mention that, eh? My God. Way to go, Tom. You no, that's actually life though, because sometimes you actually think about like what's gonna like I say what the outcome's gonna be, but it's like I imagine like what if that's actually gonna happen and then like literally like that same day it did. It's like yeah, with anything though. That that is nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Though. Yeah, no well, thanks doubt. For li- thanks for listening though. Oh, well, thanks good. for listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we- no problem. I try to I usually listen like when I'm driving there, like to the rink and stuff, I'll throw it on and oh, man, listen to episodes awesome. there. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love and listen, you transcended to the moon. To the moon. Since since you said it is transcended, that's we'll, we're gonna have to make t-shirts for you. We'll make a frog yeah. t-shirt to the moon. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, that'd be unreal. A little collab there. I'd, I'd rock it all the time for sure. <laughs> love it. All right. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks again for having me. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 47. Uncle Leo Komarov for my boy Tommy. What's going on, everyone? We're happy to be back. We're on a weekly schedule right now. The boys are absolutely buzzing. Um, and just we're excited to be here. Uh, we got a great interview on tap uh today. We won't let we won't say who it is uh, just yet, but uh I'll send it over to Mason 
Money Savage. What is going on, brother? Not too much. I built a Zamboni this week. Saw that. Looked unbelievable. Yeah, so that was a fun project. Did that with my mom uh, in between my schoolwork. And then other than that, spent a lot of time on the outdoor rink. The rink was mint today. Uh, I can send some pictures, but there, there's no better feeling than skating on your own outdoor rink. Albeit I don't have any friends to be skating out with, um, but it is fun. I'm doing drills by myself, stick handling around a skateboard, pretty dialed. And I, I posed the question to Tom. I'm sorry for stealing your thunder right now, but no, if you guys were to do a, a target uh, shooting, like all-star game competition, who would win? Who would hit the four targets in the least amount of shots? Me. Yeah, Tom said himself as well. So I, I, we might have I, I, to tee that Honestly, up. I might give you the benefit of doubt for that, Jim, but I would crush you in, like, the passing one. Like, you know, like, the one in the All-Star sure. game where they put, like, sure. the little one with the ramp? Like, the ones you use to stuff the puck. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna figure something out. We can get this in the works. But I like that. How are you? Uh, I, I like it. Uh, has Mikey Kimito checked out your rank yet? I uh, know. If I get you guys out here, I'm going to try to get him at the same time. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm down to uh, hit the rink whenever. I love it. Love it, Mace. Um, off to Tommy Vlahos. Now, you can't see him in the Zoom screen, but he is wearing the, the wonderful junkyard tee. Go and get it live on Missing's website. Tommy Vlahos, what's going on, brother? Um, Nothing much. I was just on the phone. I was telling the boys before you came on uh, for the last, like, hour and a half with Bell, and I wanted to give a little rant because, like, we have the NHL Center Ice package. And it's ridiculous how the only channel that isn't streaming of the whole package is the Flyers game. And yes, maybe I had a little bit of money on the Flyers because they've sucked. And you guys know I've hit them like eight straight weeks to finally win. And it looks like maybe tonight they're going to. They're up 3-2 with 10 minutes left. We are filming on a Tuesday. Um, So I'm on the phone for an hour. And he's like, okay, I'm going to try to fix it. I'll put you on hold. Wait 10 minutes, the stupid, you know, hotel music in the background. No. He comes back on. He's like, is it fixed, sir? No, still not fixed. He can't say, okay, reboot your, your cable box. No. So for an hour and a half, he's like, okay, well, it might get fixed tonight. It might not. But like, what are they paid to do to like these technicians to fix the issue? And it's still not fixed. And you talked about earlier, Chim, I think episodes prior about like the blackout effect. Like it's ridiculous. Like we even paid for this NHL center ice package on top of like channels we already have bought, you know? Anyways, that's my rant. Work's going great. I'm in week three. I'm actually in a, an onboarding course uh, through BrokerLink, so it's I'm actually living the uh, like a five hour straight of like a of a Zoom training, so that's a bit of a grind. But I mean, I'm in the office; it's good. You go and get lunch. It's like I'm actually feel like I'm working and doing something productive for once. So other than that, hey, you don't do that often. Ha 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 ha. And also, before you send it over to yourself, <laughs> number forty seven. Leo Komarov, actually another number 47, is the Warthog, Alexander Radulov. Oh, it's the Warthog. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Love that's it. it. Um, on my end, boys, everything is A-OK. School started. Um, that was a big one. Um, I love Zoom online. Uh, just kidding. It sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, what else is going on on my end? Not too much. Just... Uh, just hanging out late. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday. Oh, well, if yeah. If you're dude. listening to it, my birthday was Monday. Dude. Uh, it was a great okay, day. No, no, no. I, I want to get into that because you are now in the gambling train now, too. Like, <laughs> you got into pro-life. For my, for my birthday, I decided I would dabble on 
the super wild card weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Pro line plus. Um, Did you get any special gifts? Uh, no special gifts. No, no special gifts. Um, just a, a few bucks lost on the, on the old pro line. Uh, actually, I, I did get a, a special gift. Uh, I forgot Tom bought me a nice bottle of vino, bought me a pro line, which is actually just a, a coaster now for, for my, uh, for my cups. Uh, so thanks. Thanks, Tom. Uh, what bottle of wine did I get you though? Give that a little 19 crimes, 19 yeah, crimes. Dog, if you haven't Snoop heard Dog about edition. So it actually, the Tom didn't even notice, but my dad told me the label comes like alive. Like if you get the app. So, and then it tells like a little story about whatever the person doing the crime and stuff. So really cool wine. And on top of all, it tasted great. No, no loved it at dinner. So it was good. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's getting crushed drinking yeah, Snoop Dogg. Oh, uh, oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. But other than that, uh, things are going good boys. Um, okay. Let's go um, to the weekly lift um, presented by Silvercross like always. Um, and let's do it. And the number one topic. Now we hinted to it. We hinted to it. Uh, last podcast, we said we might have an addition to the team. You saw the question mark uh, person on our art on our Instagram post today. Um, and it was time for BTB to expand. We talked about it. We talked about getting an intern. You know, we weren't very serious about it. We got some applications uh, that kind of fell through. But then we said, you know what, we need, we actually really need somebody. We need someone on the business side of things, um, you know, socials, all that kind of stuff to help us out. And no better person than the OG person that has been with us, basically been a part of the BTB uh, group since the start of it all. Um, and the co-founder of Missing, our boy, Roberto Bagnato has officially joined behind the bench as our media and brand partnership specialist. We're so excited to have him on the team. He's on the rocket ship to the moon, and I will now turn it over to our guy, Roberto. Welcome to the team, buddy. What's going on? Holy, what an intro. That's almost better than like either of the intros I've got on the show too. That's, <laughs> That's unreal, Tim. You're feeling it birthday week. I can see it. 100%. No boys, but, but glad to be here. This is awesome. I mean, uh, every time I've been on the show too, we've always talked about it. There's a lot of potential here in the show and I'm glad to add a uh, little bit of the expertise that we got with the clothing side, the marketing side, the brand side. I think it's only the start here of missing. So big summer ahead of us. Uh, it's already been a busy what week or two weeks that, uh, we've been meeting, uh, thus far. So yeah, I'm excited for it boys. Yeah, a hundred percent, Roberto. We're so excited to have you on. Now, Roberto may not be on every episode. He may he'll chime in here and there. Um, but you rest assured, anything that comes out BTB, Roberto's had his hand in it. That's a hundred percent. Um, so we're excited. There's a lot of things he's got on the works. We had a website that's coming out that JP bought for us back at episode thirty. JP, don't worry, it's it's going to good coming. use. It's coming, JP. I know you're listening. Um. But yeah, I guess let's turn it over to the other members and and see uh, their thoughts. Tommy's the one that brought it up, and it was kind of it was a seamless thing. I like he said, let's bring on Roberto, and it was like, yeah, I'm why haven't why great ideas? Tom goes, why should we bring Roberto? I was like, yeah, why haven't we done that already? We should we should have a long time ago. So, um, Tommy Vlahos, give us your thoughts on bringing Roberto onto the team. 
well, we'll get into like obviously more in, when we talk about the missing segment with the t-shirts because I think we have to get into that as well with the junkyard dog shirts and like, like Roberto was in charge of you know the hoodies and the t-shirts that we released like he's basically been a part of it Jim, like you said since day one and it's a guy that I talk to every single day if it's gambling if it's you know school related work related whatever the case may be like like you mentioned like he was literally involved with anything B2B related or new of any new ideas we were thinking about so it was only fitting that you know we uh we link up and have them join our team and one thing you said Jim or one thing Roberto said is about the intro like you gave him a better intro I think you got to start giving intros without even like having the paragraph planned like going off the cuff eh? you were off the cuff there and it was better than well, you know, if I go off the, the cuff, you just you gotta expect a few more like arms, arms. <laughs> if you're all okay, if you're okay with that, um, yeah. yeah. But I like seeing your eyes like through the camera to me. I know you're not reading like something beside you. You know, I <laughs> uh, love it, love but it. But anyways, Roberto, welcome to the team. It's gonna be a pleasure, and I know, uh, you know, it's a great addition. Hundred percent, Mason Money Savage. Hey, it's a big weekend for BTB. The average age is going up with Chimino's birthday, <laughs> Roberto, <laughs> not a 2000 baby, which is great. Um, I, I actually went to high school through Roberto and his brother Vasilio. Uh, so it, it's been great to uh, rekindle the friendship and uh, just add, add some more experience to the team. Roberto brings some, some crazy spot experience along with uh, professional experience with Penguins, Senators, and now um, is government role, so and missing. So, OG sponsor, Pod's going to the moon. Welcome, Roberto. Thank you, boys. Thanks. And Tom, that's uh, what it's been like a week unofficially, and my gambling account has not done well. So I'm gonna blame you for that. So <laughs> if, if that if that's foreshadowing of what's gonna happen, these Tom's Wednesday picks are not gonna be great for the entire brand here. Well, a little bit to blame is. I randomly got a text waking up and it's just true. I was like, it's a busy weekend of sports. You knew this was coming. You knew you wanted to make your picks. My picks actually weren't even that bad. I'm like, what? I'm like eight for 12. I think that's pretty good. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get, we'll get into it. I'll start giving some underdog ones that I do. Don't worry. I've made a second income on this. So a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Before we go to the next topic, before we go to the next topic, um, and it's not an ad read, it's not an ad read, but, um, (laughs) We're talking. I, I just I forgot to mention that whoever put that tweet out uh, of Dougie Ford's shoveling <laughs> the snow um, and saying that was me breaking ground at the Ked, probably all time one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen. Mace, was that was that you? <laughs> yeah, I had to redeem myself from last April. <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable, um, and it's just so perfect. Like. I love like Dougie just as a as a person, just hilarious. Like, you know, politics aside, like he's just hilarious. And him having a mini shovel, you know, <laughs> shoveling three feet of snow is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, he's been getting a lot of backlash. I want to hear from you because since you're going to be running for office pretty soon. Um, like what's going on with the media is like just destroying him because he was on his phone when he was like during that snowstorm yesterday? Or well, like, you know, like the average Ontarian who probably has an iPhone and that probably FaceTimes sometimes when they're driving, you know, Dougie fell into that uh, <laughs> realm and, and was uh, was doing that. But I love it how I you mean, call him Dougie. Like, yeah, kidding. I mean, that's he's Dougie. But yeah, um, but all that snow, boys, it just made me like think about golf. Like I want to golf. Like I, I want this shit to be done. Uh, get some well, more have, bench we brawls. Have, we have friends in Florida right now just teasing us. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Bench brawls. 
Um, Tom, we have to do our one-on-one match. Um, you know, start watching the PGA. Um, and we can't say anything just yet. But we have a big, like, we're talking big. We're talking a, a, talking a whale sponsorship coming up um, in terms of golf. So start studying for the Masters because that you know that pool's coming out. There might be some sick giveaways for that. Um, but start tuning into the golf season. There's some big stuff coming out. And I can't say anything yet, but a little teaser there. Anyways, let's move on. The women's Olympic team, Canadian Olympic team, was announced. And Rebecca Johnson, who two years ago or maybe a year and a half ago was not even making the world championship championship team is now going to her fourth Olympics suck it Craig button um she is back um she is also a former guest on the pod guys what do you got Olympic roster does team Canada have what it takes to get another W I think they always do I mean yeah. obviously awesome for Rebecca to it's deserving. Like there's no real questions asked. She's been there before. Like she's got to be on the team. Like I know you said suck at Craig button or whatever, like, like whoever it was, like obviously she's got to be there just because, you know, she has experience and experience goes a long way in the Olympics. I just think like, if it's always going to be Canada and the U S in the finals, like why not just have them play like every time in the Olympics, like scratch every other country, like no other team's going to compete, dude. Like, yeah, well they had their own, um, they had their own series, like we, we talked yeah, about know, before, I mean. yeah. Like, yeah, make it like a, I don't know, I'm not going to say you can do a league out of it because there's only two teams, but it'd be pretty cool if they do like a 20-game series, kind of like a league play one twice every month, and, you know, you rotate through different parts of Canada. And it always States. seems, it, and it always seems in, in every Olympics, like they're, they're never in the position where those two teams will meet other than the finals. Yes, is, thank you. Because one always comes first and one always comes second. That's good. Good, good, good point, Jim. Hey, man. Hey, man. That's what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm looking at the at the roster here. Um, I mean, Marie Philippe playing, you know, could solidify herself as as the gold at this limit. I don't know. Is she the gold already in women's hockey? Like I know there's. I always bring up Wickenheiser, um, but I mean, is is MPP the? Is she the gold women's hockey? Anybody? I think so now, yeah. right? Like even uh, that rivalry series, it was like how many games did she just put the team on her back and score the overtime goals? Like she at least had two or three overtime game winners in that rivalry series. Yeah. So, the, I mean, that's a best on best uh, little tournament series. And like those games aren't six, five, seven, five. Like those games are two, one, three, two. It's the best on best in women's hockey. So I, I'm thinking she is at this point. I mean, Wickenheiser had the career. That's who we grew up watching. But like this next generation, like they knew Mary Field Poulet. Like, right. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Great point. Great point, Roberto. I love it. Um, yeah. Anything else about the women's Olympic team, boys? All I got to say is Rebecca Johnson came back from an Achilles tear. Um, and, you know, this might probably will be her last Olympics. Um, and, you know, just talk about never giving up and, and, uh, it's what what a story. And Achilles tear is, is ridiculous. Like not many people come back from that. So unbelievable. Let's move on, boys. Um, the Sony Open. So I think Mace uh, will will want to touch upon this um, here or or whoever. But I think uh, I think Mace put this in here. Sony Open. Um, Matsuyama holds out for Eagle on a playoff hole to win. 
unbelievable. Like that, you can't make that stuff up. Uh, Mace, what do you got, buddy, on the Sony Open? Um, Matsuyama was five back on the bat with like nine holes to play, comes back, uh, wins the playoff. The guy he's playing in the playoff shanks his shot across the green after Matsuyama throws a dart from, he's like 260 out, three wood into the face or wind into the face into the sun too. You can't see anything and just absolutely sticks ones two feet away. Uh, Henley even asked, can Matsuyama just tap in, close out the mat or close out the playoff that would have disqualified Matsuyama as for playing out a turn. So yeah, it was just a a pretty wild finish for uh, the Sony open, not something you're always watching, but yeah, great theater. Can't, can't complain about the PGA being back in full swing. Yeah, no, 100%. Tom, what do you got, Sony Open? You had Matt Yama yeah. on your bet just inside? No, I did not. And that's why – that's probably one of the only sports I don't gamble on. Obviously, like, I try to stay away from, uh, like, baseball and stuff like that. But maybe if the Blue Jays are in the playoffs. But, like, golf, this is why it's so hard to choose the winner because who would actually choose Matt Yama, like, five back with nine to play? You know, you would choose a guy that's in the lead or tied for lead or maybe one or two back at most with nine to play, but like no one's taking Munsiyama and whoever had, you know, like the guys I mentioned that are one and two, like are probably like freaking out because they lost, you know, if you put a hundred dollars, like a, they're all just still pretty good if they're one back, but like when Munsiyama comes in, cleans house with, you know, he shoots whatever he did on the back nine there. It's ridiculous. And I think Mason, did you mention that, uh, that three, what he hit like 273 or something like that? 277. Is that the one? Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Like that's, it's unheard of and it's obviously great to see the you know the elite guys in the world competing and doing more ridiculous stuff every tournament it feels like there's a shot like this that's like it separates obviously um you know the high-end talent compared to i'm not gonna say us but like you know we will never be able to make a shot like that ever you know yeah it's it's crazy no 100 um the one thing uh, the one uh not stat but kind of well i guess that that they brought out um for for the sony open it had the updated uh president's cup team uh rankings and we got two canadians on team international right now mackenzie hughes and Corey connors so watch out for team international two canadians i don't know if that would be a record um uh, of canadians on the team because i know they always squeeze in one I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if they have had two before but uh, that that's the one thing i had from there um, all right, boys, let's go to NFL playoff weekend, super wild card weekend. Like I said, Tom, Tom put out his bets. So let's read out. And I think Tom, Tom made this. Oh, uh, there's no way Tom made this graphic on, on our uh, episode planner here, but uh, it was uh, maybe me. I don't know. I don't know. Tom, did, did you do it? What of these picks? Like, did you do, did you do like the little emojis on them? Yeah, I did. That's my text in the group. Do you not wow. wake up and see that every day? I lay in wow. bed and just think about my bed. No, I just I copy know, and paste that. Okay. Yeah, there you go, Mace. Okay, you know, I was going to say not t- stealing my thunder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so let's read through uh, Tom's bets. So, uh, excluding Wednesday, because Wednesday was the Russell Westbrook uh, with two game, what two parlay? Who, yeah, and Matthews anytime goal scored, which hit. But uh, Russell Westbrook and the and the Wakers what, what, stunk, <laughs> and the Wakers stunk. Uh, okay, but yeah, January, let's run. Th- let's January go 15th. through the January fifteenth. Okay. 
He had Bengals, Bills, money line, hit it. Carolina, now hockey, Carolina, money line, hit it. He had Edmonton, money line, and Connor McDavid, anytime goal scorer, sound. Um, so that was, so Tom, you went what? Three for five? Yeah, let me, five. let me go with my notes here. I actually have January sixteenth. Uh, he had Bucks money line. He had Cowboys sound. He had the Chiefs money line. He had Gronk over receptions of five and a half. Didn't hit, but he did have Gronk anytime touchdown score. He went three for five as well. Six for ten on Super Wild Card Weekend. So you know if you're if you're betting. If the odds are always 50-50, you know, maybe you, you do have a winning your winning record. But 60%, Tom, not too yeah. shabby, buddy. Yeah, not too shabby. But let's go back to January 12th. That's when it all started. That was the first Wednesday. And that's when you said uh, Matthews. Um, that was like the first day. I took Matthews anytime goal score, and I took the Lakers to cover the spread. That's when you said the Russell Westbrook. Um, they, they were brutal against Sacramento that day last week, but they just came off a hot win last night against – one of the best teams in the West beat in Utah and Wetha Westbrook looked very good last night. So uh, I was one for two last Wednesday to start it off with Matthew scoring in Arizona. I think that was a legit free money is what I like to call it. Um, yeah. January 15th. That's when the NFL playoffs started. I took both teams at home. I mentioned that in the video that you just can't bet against home teams in the NFL playoffs with the bills and Bengals both winning um, Carolina money line. Uh, they're at home against, I forget who they beat. But anyways, they got spanked earlier in the week against Columbus, so that was easy. But Edmonton, boys, I'm not sure if you caught that game. And Roberto was basically texting me like as if you're betting, like you got to pick Ottawa. It's great odds, this and that. I'm like, but Edmonton's been off. Like they've been struggling. They, they got to win. And they were up 3-1 going into the third. And I was like, this is like, there's no way they're going to lose. They end up winning or losing like what, 6-5, 5-4? Something pesky like ridiculous. Pesky sense. Yeah, pesky pesky sense. Sense. they looked good on the road. I mean, and there's fans in Edmonton. I'm like, what's going on with Ontario? How's their fans there? Anyways, and McDavid not to score. I think he was held to like one point. But anyways, he had a few chances. They had a five on three. I'm like, he's got to put it in. But yeah, it was three for five Saturday, January 15th with those picks. And then you just mentioned January 16th, the Sunday, um, the Buccaneers game. I mean, Tom Brady just basically cleaned house against the Eagles. Uh, the Cowboys... Of, I don't know. I don't know if you want to dive into that game, Chim, because I know you watched it. That was in the most eventful NFL. One of the worst endings I've ever seen. Like so many flags everywhere. Insane. Like, they called that play. I insane, mean, the running play. It was a QB. So throw, the running play, play. I, I I couldn't believe it was actually like a, a play. Like they agreed that they were both like Dak was gonna run it with whatever eighteen seconds left. Went and if I watched the video three four times, on the left side he had a guy open, first down and hit the sidelines like easy. And then you could have went for a couple of Hail Marys, but decides to run it. What a gong show that game was. Um, but I mean, the only like good game, I would say like the re- that game was, uh, was crazy. The rest were kind of blowouts, except the Bengals game was good, but the, the Raiders uh, screwed up at the, at the end. But um, I mean, what a weekend for football. Like, Football is just unbelievable. Playoff football, I love. And um, but but I wasn't like the games kind of all stunk, except for except for the two games I mentioned. Um, the spread covered in every single game. Like it wasn't like Big Ben. Obviously, obviously it would, but the favorites were money. Like the one road team won. Like five Big, out of six home teams won. So Big Ben's last uh, game oh. ever. 
Um, it's Legit over for throwing Big Ben. Beach, beach balls out there, though. I think he, yeah, he's done. Yeah, I mean the guy that guy's gone through everything. But yeah, it's wow. It's what what a what a weekend. And mates, you got thoughts? Rams moving on. They're going to the Super Bowl. Calling it. Book it right now. Rams okay. Bengals. Yeah. Wow, Rams Bengals. That's bold. Wow. Um, what did I want to say, Jim? Quickly. Oh, I had Gronk five and a half receptions. He had five. Okay, he had five. And if the game was closer, you know he was getting another catch. Ridiculous. Like he didn't go to them in the second half because it was already out of hand. But anyway, I can't believe Tom Brady played so long. The whole game. Yeah, 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 the the whole game. The commentators were saying, like, get him out of the fourth. Like, they were up, what, 30 points? He's ageist, baby. He's ageist. Don't matter. How about Troy Aikman when someone says something about the Dallas San Fran game? He's like, yeah, I know someone who would love to be calling that one. Yeah, that that was awesome because Romo got that game. Um, But yeah, yeah, what a a wild. Yeah, I can't believe Aikman wasn't on that call. That's crazy. Romo, like Romo, was is such a homer for the, for for Dallas. Like he was like praying that they got down the field. It was getting embarrassing at the end. Um, oh well, you know they might have time to stop. But yeah, yeah, they're gonna have time when when Dak Praska made made that roll. What a joke. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I hit. Uh, I had a couple of prop bets. Oh, I, I love hit, hearing this. <laughs> I hit Mike Evans at any time touchdown. And I hit Tyreek Hill anytime uh, touchdown, so I was I was happy about that. Um, big play on the weekend. We were all texting, watching it. What or was it Monday? Uh, Detroit. We had. I think everyone here had Detroit money. This is hockey. Oh right? yeah, Detroit yeah, yeah. money. Detroit <laughs> money line over uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. I hit them when they were down one nothing. It was like one eight plus one eighty. Um, I was sweating there for. I texted the group. I said. There's no way Detroit's getting shut out by Buffalo right now. Like, this is insane. And then just an absolute comeback wagon. Um, well, you everyone had – I think yeah, everyone got, had action on that game. Uh, yeah, a little sprinkle. No Did one, you double down when they went 2-0, though? Buffalo no, went I didn't. no, I didn't. I was sweating. I was hey, you're sweating. throwing your phone. It's oh, I, was like, over. I was like, come on, man. There's no way. Jim, they scored uh, a shorty, too, to make it 2-1. And then oh, they scored 2-2. I know it is pure domination over time. The junkyard dog boys just oh. I had action on all of them. I had uh Bert anytime goal scorer, Fabry anytime goal scorer, and then I had Larkin for assists, Raymond for assists. And what do you know? Larkin gets the goals, and none of the other guys got the goals, they got apples on it, but they pulled out the W money lines, yeah. all that matters, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it, Roberto. Yeah, yeah, what a what a game. That was nuts. Uh, junkyard dog, baby. Junk yard. Speaking dogs. of nuts, Winnipeg tying up, boys, down 3-2. I just hit them to come back. <laughs> Tip of advice here. I know we're talking about the gambling corner here. When a team is down 3-2 with five, six minutes left, even if it's five bucks, ten bucks, guys, okay? There's nothing worse when the opposing team gets the empty net to make it 4-2, 5-3, whatever it is. But good chances they might tie it up six on five. These teams are so lethal practicing six on fives. It's like ridiculous. And you take the cash out or you ride or die in the overtime. Whatever the case may be. Anyways, and if the other team's out shooting them, you know that's even f- more free money because you know they've been buzzing all over them. So we'll leave it at that, Jim. Okay, boys. Uh, we'll keep hitting you with Tom's picks. Uh, I think we'll shoot for maybe every Wednesday or whenever we feel like it. Uh, with football, it might be every weekend. So um, let's move on. OHL update. Okay. Um, I'm happy this is in here. Um, so we'll start off with – 
the Sudbury Wolves after the crazy trade deadline. We talked to Ben Leeson about it. The boys go in a three and three on the road, take five or six points and kick it off. I believe it was an eight, four win over the Kingston Frontenacs. That's right. The number three ranked Canadian hockey league team, Kingston Frontenacs, Shane Wright, captain. They shocked them at home. Eight, four, thumping. David Goyette had four goals. Um, Unbelievable. All I got to say about, uh, oh God, I'm going to go, I might be on a rant here. But yes, 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 yes. TSN, yes. TSN, <laughs> this was their first CHL game and there's going to be kinks. There's going to be whatever. But the absolute Homer show that happened with them like all over Shane Wright, the entire show was just like it got pathetic at the end. Like, you know, wow, what a bad night for Shane Wright. Wow, like, you know, Shane, you know, you know, oh wow, the Wolves, this is the start they needed. They really need because you know Kingston's gonna bring it to them. And yes, yes, the Wolves killed off two power plays at the start of the game. No one mentioned that though. Mark Mathot, too, which who I usually like. He I'm pretty sure he has ties to Sudbury. Really didn't give him that much of a shot. Um, Frank Corrado was solid on, 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 it was his first time on air. He was, I think he was really good. Carlo Koliakovo. God, a fellow Italian. I really like Koliakovo too, but my God, I'm telling you, I texted the group. I said behind the bench could have done exactly what those guys did way better, way better. No bias. Like, we know, I know when to turn the bias on and off, especially, obviously, yeah, okay, whatever, it's sub replaying, but come on. Those guys, and especially those guys who had no dog in the fight, there may be Frank Crado, who is a former sub wolf, but any of those other guys were all just all over Kingston. They loved them. Um, also, not to mention, they say Johnny Lemaire starting right before the game. John, it was Mitchell Weeks who started, but they say John Lemaire <laughs> starting. Um and this is the best. Uh, I, I don't know who it was. I don't know who's that, but yeah, Johnny Lamar. He's a 0-7 to start the season with an 8-9-4 GAA. Uh, looking to get his first win, Matt Murray. Matt Murray just came off waivers and got his first win with the Sens, so we'll see what happens. They come off. The first play is a shot on, uh, and, and, and it happens, and the guy goes, and your starting goalie is uh, for tonight's Mitchell Weeks for the Surrey Wolves. Come on, guys. What are we doing? This is TSN. This is TSN. And you're, you're telling me that's not preset, like, Friday Come. morning at 9 a.m. who the goalie is? Like, you're not changing at 5 a.m. Like and I understand because like, Mitchell Weeks played the night before. But come on, guys. you got to just look on the broadcast and see hey, who's on the ice. Duncan's is just not even showing up. Or, or, or Duncan's is like, yeah, he told him Lemaire. And Lemaire's in between the pipes. And he goes, okay, Weeks, get out there. Like, come on. <laughs> is that what happened? I don't know. Like It's a song fest at TSN. Yeah. But I think you guys watched the game. Am I, I wrong for saying anything I said there? Like, no, no I thought it was right. completely biased. That the only that way, show. the only way I'm going to give them like an excuse is that it was like the first time. It's the first time. Yes. any of them have done like an OHL CHL game. So I don't know. I mean, it was we talked about it with Ben. I think it was great for these young guys. Like you mentioned, Goyette got primetime TV and he put up a good show. Like NHL. GMs were definitely watching that, tuning in with great quality. Oh, he's nice. Television. That yeah, line, he's good. guys, they're all – they're leading the team, their team in scoring. But they, they're they all rookies. Goyette, 
uh, Coach Adelic, who's nasty, and uh, Evan Coynan. Um, they were unbelievable. What a show. And the, and the new pickups, uh, Boobity Boudreaux, that's who I like to call him. <laughs> Boobity Boobity uh, Boudreaux. Boudreaux. He, that guy can wheel. He can play. Um, and Holmes and the back end is, is steady. So the I'm telling you, the Wolves look good. Like, and, and our boy Alex Ferran, you know, he, he plays hard. Like the guy, uh, he didn't get much playing time in the, in the first game, but I watched, I watched the other games too. And he looked like solid. Like he's, he's got a lot of room to grow. Uh, Musty put on a performance too. Um, I mean, everything's coming up Subri Wolves right now. Everything is coming up Subri Wolves. Um, so I hope they keep rolling. They're in Barry. Anyone got a score on that Barry game tonight? Um, I know they played them today. Um, no. But anyways, let's move over to, to the Sioux, Tom. We'll talk about the Sioux. Um, it's one, they, uh, sorry, 4-1 right now, Barry. Oh, wow, that put a damper. That put a damper yeah. in everything. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <boys. laughs> well, it was, uh Well, they were due. They were due. But anyways, uh, a hot start to the weekend. Um, Tom, the Sioux um, with Jack Thompson. What do you, How do you like him? Are they a wagon? Are they considered a wagon? I think they are. I mean... Um, when I watched them before the deadline, when the Sioux was in town to play Sudbury, like they looked good without even McKay or I think O'Rourke wasn't playing either. Yeah. Both two of their four aways weren't even in the lineup. And then they added, uh, obviously Thompson, like you mentioned, like they looked, they dominated Sudbury without even those guys. And, you know, their decor got better. I think they're well coached. Their power play is like, we text McKay almost, you know, once a week or whatever the case may be. They're like clicking at like 40, 50%. Like if you get a penalty against them, it's probably in the back of the net. So um, I think they're considered a wagon. I hope they go pretty far. Last time the Sioux got this much hype, uh, our boy Brett Jacklin was on the team and they ended up losing in the finals. So it's like, because they made all these additions too at the deadline when they got Radish and all these guys too, to load up for a run. So I hope maybe this is the year they pull through um, to see, you know, yeah, and see them, to see them win, I don't know. I think McKay yeah. deserves it. He's been there forever. A hometown boy to win a ship for them would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Heading down Highway Eleven, North Bay. Uh, wow, uh, they're a good hockey club too. So we got two Northern wagons. Uh, Ty Ty Nelson, rookie, he's got twenty six points in thirty three games. Um, also wanted to mention too from that uh, broadcast. Uh, Lucas Edmonds is nasty from North Bay and, and Sweden. Yeah. So he's disgusting. Um, they, they, again, every, anytime, oh God, I'm just going to keep ranting about those guys on, on the show. But anyways, um, yeah, that is the OHL update. Anything else? Mace, you got anything, buddy? Yeah, just a weird stat, but both if North Bay and the sewer wagons, they, they played four more games than every other team. So where's the stand? Like, where do they actually fit in standings? So I, I don't want to declare the Sioux a wagon yet. Okay, I'm with you. I, I'm I, and I, and that's North fair Bay's when they lost ten to the Windsor. That's fair. They they lost ten to the Windsor uh, just before the break. So 100. Um, percent But uh, yeah, no, I, we'll have to see when everyone gets caught up. You know, COVID, everything. It's wild. Um, Chase Stillman scored in his second game as a Peterborough Pete. Um, so props to to Stillman. Um, I mean just a weird situation the pizza are in right now um but anyways i digress um <laughs> let's go to sub five update so 
I'm assuming this is our boy Roberto Bagnato because he's had, uh, you know, his fair share uh, of time with the Sudbury Five. So I'll send it over uh, to Roberto. What's going on with the Sudbury Five? Yeah, I guess a little bit of an update here. And I think Mace is, uh, Mace is also updated on it too. Well, they're supposed to start playing five weeks here and it's going to be a little bit of a different season. I think you guys have touched on it before, but they're supposed to start only four teams this year in the NBL Canada uh, and the remaining six teams are in the basketball league, which is a league uh, started up a few years ago, actually by the former commissioner of the uh, National Basketball League of Canada. And that league's out in the U.S. So some smaller market pro basketball teams, but a good league, similar quality to the NBL Canada, nonetheless. However, we're in a situation here where we are in lockdown seven, eight, nine point and cross border play at this level is I mean, look, it's probably similar in terms of uh, uh, how it's viewed by the government as the OHL, right? In the OHL, we're still doing Canada only, U.S. only. So uh, we're in a little bit of a a situation here. I think they're probably waiting on government stuff, but fingers crossed. I mean, they can get back playing and get back with uh, fans in their building. I think, well, everyone here has been to a NBL Canada game, especially here in like every five game, like they're electric. Um, And those games, I think, only go forward financially and energy wise with fans in the building. So if there's no fans in the building, I wouldn't be surprised here to see a pushback date, but would definitely be disappointing. Yeah. So how many, um, how many teams were there before the f- only four remaining? We had 10, I believe it was, I, th- I can't remember, all- uh, nine or 10. Wow. Yeah, and, and they folded or they go to other leagues? Uh, some of them went to other leagues, uh, Niagara river lines were uh, a team in the league, uh, the year before that I jumped in and, and Sudbury jumped in here. Um, and they're probably one of the, the flagship teams. They went off to the Canadian elite basketball league, the so, summer league. So, um, but some of the other teams, uh, yeah, folded or moved on, but yeah, I would say, I think they're the only one that went to the wow. CBL. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, that was my next question is to see what, what's the difference between the two and I'm assuming they run the season at different times. Season at different times. Yep. Um, player caliber wise. Um, they actually tend to get some of the, the top players cause it's technically the off season for like the Euro leagues and that kind of stuff. So you'll see some bigger names, uh, especially Canadian names. So there's a bigger focus there on the Canadian talent. Each roster has to have, I don't know the exact number. I believe it's two uh, U-sports athletes as well. Um, so a little bit more of a focus on growing Canadian basketball too um, than the National Basketball League of Canada. But they've also got, uh, uh, it's a little bit different of an ownership structure there too, at least through the first few years. It's all the teams are owned by the league. Um, and so they've done kind of like these play in tournaments the last few summers with COVID and everything. So hmm. yeah, it'll be, an, they're also an interesting link to watch too. former, uh, LU standout cadre gray crushed it this year with, uh, with the Ottawa blackjacks too, in their summer tournament he's off in Europe right now, but yeah. 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 I saw that. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe leagues combine later down, now in the future. I, I, I hopefully, I just love to see the five come back They're They've been unbelievable for the city. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I love watching that, watching them play. And Roberto, you've been uh, a part of right from the get go, so I, I'm sure I'm that 100. Well, you're gonna want to come back and see good, do good stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how the teams comprise this year too. I think they're probably going to be that similar run and gun type team run by uh, Elliot Etherington. So he's a former uh, was a head coach in in uh, London that came in halfway through the year, uh, the year that I was there in Sudbury, but. 
former assistant worked really well with Logan, uh, Logan Stutz, former head coach now off at uh, Boston college. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a similar type run and gun, uh, offense. And I think that's the way you got to play in this league too. Like you'll outscore teams, you know, 130, 125. Um, and those are some of the players that you also get in this league too, like really great offensive talent defensive wise, not great, but I mean, that makes for exciting basketball too. Yeah. Jim, no doubt. Jim, I kind of want to put this question out to almost everybody. Like I think, oh, and obviously, Chimino, I know you played basketball too. I think coaches for like basketball, like a higher end value, like higher end, um, whatever, NBA, whatever the case may be, this G League. Like I think coaches are like, they got to be the best in that field compared to like nhl like just like because there's always plays running like timeouts there's like four or five timeouts a quarter whatever the case may be like you have to you can't have some noob like just like a morale guy coach you know like maybe maybe some guy in the nhl like is like very minimum with systems and he's like okay guys just he rolls lines or whatever the case may be i'm not saying that at the nhl level maybe you see that in the east coast or whatever but like these coaches i think are so like undermined of like how well like you need to have everyone on board, basically. Like, if you have everyone, four of the five guys, like, buying into whatever the play you're running, and one guy's just like, nah, man, I'm not doing this. Like, it doesn't work, you know? And you see that a little bit with the Warriors. Like, I see it watching basketball every day. Like, the Warriors' offense compared to an ISO Brooklyn Nets, I'm not saying anything against Steve Nash because he's Olympian, this and that. But, like, they don't run an offense. Like, tell me I'm wrong otherwise. Like, the Warriors run some sort of motion. Like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just saying like coaches in the NBA, I think are like, should be more value than any other sport. That's just my take. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, Tom. Um, if we had prop bets on the, and maybe this is a little fun segment we can, if we have prop bets on what we were going to say on the show, you mentioning the golden state warriors is at minus 10,000. That is but they're nasty. And they're my favorite team. Don't give me that. I'm looking <laughs> to see if I'm going to go watch. Uh, I, it, I love, I love how we went from like Shabri five. Do to yourself a favor. I know it's Tuesday night. It's late, but watch them play the, the Detroit Pistons, the Detroit oh, okay. KSD Pistons tonight. Okay. 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 Sounds good. And Clay Thompson's back. I didn't um, even mention that yet. Jim. Bringing so, it back, to, bringing it back to the five um, Logan Stutz. Um, I, I, obviously we didn't, for the casual fan, um, you don't realize how good we had a, a, of a coach and he's obviously unbelievable. Um, so, and I mean, Roberto, he, he was, I, I know he's a great guy around, love the city too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a big loss for, I think not even just the, uh, the, the team, but the city as a whole, the stuff that Logan would do on the side. I mean, on his off days, going to the YMCA with his, his girls and, you know, shooting around with some of the kids or um, uh, some of the volunteering that he would do. Like it, it wasn't just your typical head coach slash GM. And that was like, he put in hours, like every day he was at the ring for a long time. And I know that's part of the role, like same thing with the Subway Wolves, like those coaches put in hours, but for a first time head coach and general manager, he elevated that bar too. Um, so it's a big loss for that team. I know it's a massive hole to fill even on the, the business side of things. He was a great resource for me as a new, um, executive kind of growing up in sport as well, to be able to take your head coach and general manager off to, you know, sales calls and talk about the league and talk about the future. I mean, he was a former MVP of the league too. Um, and his, he's a basketball family. Like, um, you know, his brother played pro out in Europe. Um, his dad runs like one of the most successful basketball camps out in Kansas, Missouri too. So, 
I mean, it's a massive loss for the community, but I guess that's what happens, right? It's a feeder league. So uh, players, coaches, et cetera, you're always trying to get to the next level. So um, happy for him now at Boston College and they're seeing some success too. They won a, uh, I think it was over the weekend, they won a, a pretty tight game as well. And you can kind of uh, picture some of the coaches there in the celebrations too. So it's like kind of wild locker room. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff, Roberto. Love Great it. Great intel. Yeah, love it. And 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 we're gonna have to get Logan on the podcast 100. percent We'll have to do that. Lock, uh, yeah, yeah, lock, love it. Okay. Um. Well, with that, I think that's a great way to move on to our next topic, last topic for the weekly lift. Um. And that is Alfonso Davies. Guys, listen. I I per, I still have my ticket purchased. I'm going to watch Canada World Cup qualifier January 30th, if I can. Um, to, to watch him play uh, the States in Ham, Hammer, Hamilton. And I'm an absolute mush when it comes to, like, when I go to watch a live event, especially sports, someone's hurt. Like, my first Raptors game in this Chris Bosh era, like, my favorite player. <laughs> my dad bought me tickets. We went to watch him play. Uh, you know, this was Primo Passa, Bargnani era. And Calderon and, era, yeah. And I, I and we didn't know until we got there, and we see CB4 in the suit. Uh, one of the worst feelings ever. Um, so I'm an absolute mush, and I'm an absolute mush. I went to go watch uh, my my cousin, who was a punter for the Washington Redskins, now the Washington Football Team, um, play. They they had that Toronto Buffalo uh, Bills series here at the Rogers Center. They got thumped twenty nothing. Um, so so. Thumped. We couldn't even we we're gonna do like locker room, like you know, all that stuff. But it was the first time it was Shanahan, first time in his professional career that he got shut out in a football game. So they hit the bus and they were gone right away. Um, so I'm not I'm an absolute mush. And what happens? Alfonso Davies out with myocarditis as a result of getting COVID-19. Um sucks. And this we don't know if this is gonna last weeks, months, a year. It's weird how this stuff works, Works, but he is indefinitely out for this World Cup qualifying. And I'm worried about, like, he's a a massive part, best player on the team. And now he's out for an extended period of time. Canada is sitting nice in first place, but it's not a lock at all. Like I mentioned, the games they have to go, they have two home games out of six. And traveling in CONCACAF sucks. So um, I'm a little nervous. Um, I think, and it's it's a... chance for guys to step up like uh jonathan david kyle laren um those types of guys so we'll see what happens but anyone got thoughts on alfonso davis out with myocarditis um i was just gonna say quickly like maybe you know more jim this like i don't even know what to call it like isn't it very rare and like guys like under 25 or something like that like one in like i don't even know what the stats they've been putting out but he got it from getting the booster. No, am I wrong about that? No, no, he he got COVID. He got COVID. He got COVID. Okay, I thought he, he got. I thought he had implications with when he got his booster or something like that. No, no. Anyways, fake news. Fake yeah, news. yeah, no, he got fake he got news. it from he got I was from reading. COVID. I read it on Twitter. It's got to be true. I always say that. But um, Jim, I feel bad for you, man. You you're probably gonna end up going and not seeing him. Like he's out. Probably in, like what indefinitely. Like I don't even know what the timeline is. He's out. Like it's four to six right now. And, yeah, Tim, uh, I'm supposed to be there too. That was my Christmas gift from oh, Reading. No Shout way. Out. Yeah. Oh my god. We'll have so to we'll have to see what section. We'll have to see what section you're sitting in, Roberto. We'll, we'll oh, talk. She got, 
she got nice tickets. I'll okay, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk later. We'll talk later. I like a it. couple uh, Pepsi's for the boys. Well, I mean, entering I mean, the rink there. Like, or, let, let, know, let's you, make you sure can't we have can alcohol go. though, right? You can't have any alcohol in the stadium, though. No, no food and drink. Food well, and drink. I mean, I mean, you know, it's fr- it's frowned upon if it's if you brought it from your own place, I guess. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just, I'll be drinking straight Gatorade when I'm there. So uh, let's go. Um, anyways, yeah, sucks. And let's they just hope we, let's just hope we can get there. Macy, it looks like you're leaning into the mic here. Well, I was just gonna say you're gonna have to ask our next guest uh, what what conditions you're gonna be dealing with before you head out there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now Cold. I think they're good enough to qualify, even if they like lost out. Maybe like, am I wrong with that? I oh, think they're I wouldn't now. say that. You no, no, they can't lose out. They can't lose out. You well, can't I'm lose out. I know, you take... I know. But they're in like third right now or something. They're first, Tom. They're okay. first. Sorry, they're... I'm, I'm out. But I'm not out by much. much. But not my. I've bunch. been watching. Mason thinks he knows everything about soccer. I've been watching. Okay, I thought <laughs> I meant like I, I know what I was saying, but maybe they can slip to third but still get in because three teams get in, right? I'm, three, I'm yeah, right? three teams. Thank get you. In. See, Jesus. I'll be watching you and you. Yeah. Macy mentioned freezing. Chin, it's going to be like minus 35. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, speaking of freezing, speaking of the weather, that brings us into our interview. I think that is what Mace was trying to look for there in a little segue. Don't worry, Mace. I got you. Speaking of the weather, ladies and gentlemen, we had Will Aiello uh, join the podcast, the weather anchor for CTV News. You want to talk about entertainment, you want to talk about firecracker. This guy was everything an absolute energizer, bunny, an absolute beauty. Um, and let me not uh take any more time. Uh, and let's send it over to our boy Will Weather Will ILO. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big one for us, a huge guest on the pod today born and raised in Ottawa, ontario this person has become a staple in the sudbury community since he moved here he's the weather anchor for ctv news northern ontario taking the news game to a whole different level he took in the northern ontario community with open arms and grew his roots by beginning the paddle with purpose campaign where he paddle boarded on ramsey lake for 24 hours i can't even imagine doing that last summer in support of the canadian Organization of Rare Disorders, CORD, and his late brother-in-law, Mario Lavalle. Safe to say he was an overwhelming success with, with the support around the lake and Sudbury. And he's gotten a nickname, Weather Will, over his time here. Please welcome Will Aiello to the BTB podcast. How you doing? We're doing good. Thanks, boys. What a wonderful intro. Got me all fired up. That's right. Yeah, That's think, how we do yes. it. And I'm, I feel like I'm back in my junior days coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> I, well, I'm so happy you said that because whenever a guest that we have on says that Shmino did a well, like a good job in the intro, it just starts Shmino off happy and he's going to be in a good mood now for the next hour. So yeah, sets there the it is. Perfect. Yeah. Love you it. Got to kick it off right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of kicking it off right. Uh, well, I, I throw everyone froze out there today. It was freezing and it's only fitting. You came on the pod as, as uh, the weather anchor. So how, how nuts has the weather been this week? Oh, it's been crazy. You know what? I, I said I said on the news tonight, I said there were probably so many people cursing my name under their breath this morning, like minus 43, 44 with the wind chill. And like, just like that, it's been so nuts because it's gone to be that cold. And then all of a sudden, minus five, like the next day. So it's like the temperatures, like I talked to some of the meteorologists um, from Environment Canada and the patterns that we're seeing are next to none over the last few years. It's been quite spectacular. 
Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so uh, cold. It's uh, it's actually to the point where it's that cold where you it's not even obviously it's not even enjoyable to go outside, but it's like we're so, we feel like we're so used to it being from the north. But you you I still went to work today without even a toucan because I'm like you know it's not that bad. And then you get out there and you're like you're regretting not putting a toucan. It's, it's <laughs> I know it's that funny bad. right because everyone you know we'll get people being like oh like what, we live in the north like that's what it's like. But in it's still like the first few times that that comes oh, it's yeah. still a, a shock to the system. Like oh. in Ottawa, it's not it's not this cold, but it's not that much of a difference. Like maybe a couple degrees here and there. Um, but even me, like sometimes I'll just walk off. Like this morning, walked outside with my dog. <laughs> well, open the door. He opened the door. He went to the bathroom and he came right back. I was like, nope. I just, nope. That's it. That's it. That's all we're doing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, well, you mentioned Ottawa. Let's, let's get right into that. Obviously you growing up, uh, from, from Ottawa before, like, obviously we get into like the North talk. Uh, your CTV bio gave us some insights that you played hockey and lacrosse growing up. Was there any highlights that you remember or anything you care to share from that time? Oh, yeah. I mean, growing up playing hockey and lacrosse are still the pillars of who I am today. Um, <laughs> talking to all, all my boys back home, we, we constantly still exchange stories about our mini stick tournaments on the road, the movies <laughs> and the old Denali and the car on the road trips, uh, the tournaments like that kind of shaped who I am in, in some sort of way. Um, those memories are ones that are the best to me from growing up playing hockey. I mean, I played since I was four years old, both hockey and lacrosse, um, up until junior. And then, then entered the beer leagues, you know, where the real fun really begins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> still but, living uh, a dream. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it, it's so much fun. Like I, I still talk to a bunch of those guys and share those memories and times that even though no matter what you do today, those are still the best. And like, I wish I could go back and still play in a couple of hockey tournaments and the old silver stick and stuff like that. That would just be awesome. Yeah. And friends you're going to have obviously for the rest of your life. And me and Alex see it now. Cause we, we got into coaching as soon as me and him realized that we're not the next Cindy Crosby either. And then we realized That's that we, we real quick. We realized that one real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's so tough though. Once, once it comes to that fruition, you're like, all right, I guess it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, what got you into the media industry? Like what, what, when did it all start for you? And when did you realize that you wanted to get into that industry? Yeah, it's a good question because I think that, getting into the media industry actually happened before I even realized it. Um, in high school, you know, playing hockey and lacrosse, you know, was, that was basically consumed my life, but I also loved like entertainment and I loved like drama. So, you know, I ended up doing the school musical and ended up being Danny Zuko from Greece in front of my entire school. And this was like a, a 180 from everything I've ever done, but I had such an interest in it. So my friends were like, you're doing what? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then in front of like all my family, uh, all my friends, and that kind of experience really triggered me to realize like what I would want to do. Um, so like that kind of that that is like the the starting point like mentally I think where it started. And then I've always you know I've always loved the entertainment and entertaining and doing skits and stuff like that like growing up. Mm -hmm. And uh, after I tried uh, a couple of years of going into construction engineering and like business, because my dad um, owns a contracting company. So I was like, okay, go down the, the family route. Um, I just noticed that that wasn't for me. And I ended up going out West to Vancouver to do uh, audio engineering and music production. And that's when, you know, like I was, a, I'm a big piano guy. So I went there to create music and that's kind of still the same atmosphere, you know, like you work with a lot of artists and you kind of get that vibe, especially out West in Vancouver um and then when i came back uh, that's kind of when everything unfolded but i've definitely always ever since i was a kid 
had that taste for entertainment, performing, performing in some capacity. Cool. Yeah. Unre- nah, Jim, go ahead. Yes. So moving to Vancouver, like, obviously that's your first time moving away from home. Like h- how was it uh, um, making the move and then, and then the program as a whole, was it everything you expected it to be? Yeah. And especially when you go from something, like I'm sure you, you, you guys understand when you go from something that you're doing just to do it. And then you do something that you're actually passionate about. It's <laughs> such a difference. Like it changes your mindset. It changes the way you approach the situation, the learning, everything. Um, it was huge for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mama's boy, you know, I never left Ottawa. You know, I was always with, with the family. So I'm like, I got the Italian in me too. So we're very family oriented. Um, so it was a big move to go over there and not know anybody. Actually, that's not true. I didn't know. But when I moved out there, one of the boys I played lacrosse with the Knights was living downtown. Vancouver. Come on. And as soon as I arrived, he reached out. So there's, there's a good connection right there. And he became uh, my best buddy while I was there. Um, but it was, a, it was a huge move to go away from all my family and friends, not knowing anybody. But as soon as I stepped into the classes and started learning all the music programs and, and kind of working with other artists, I knew what I was doing was the right decision. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so piano guy loves making music. Are there any hidden SoundCloud accounts, uh, any Will Aiello released music that, that we can find and, and show to the people? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? If I really hope that my brother watches this because for so long, I would be I'd like post updates on Instagram and tell him be like, oh, like EP coming soon. And then like three months later, there'd be nothing. And then like, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to release this one. And then like three months later, nothing. And like, he'll go back to this day, comment from a post 10 years ago and be like, coming soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on. But um, I, it's, it's funny because I've been listening to some of the old songs I used to make like on my, on my laptop. I think it was actually on Christmas. Uh, we were just doing, we were opening some gifts and, a song went from just like a Christmas tune to one of my like original tracks. And I, I like, turned around and I was like, no, I was like, there it is. And, and I, I listened to a bunch. I, I still might release them to this day. Um, I think I, like, I made a SoundCloud account. I never ended up pushing out the music to be released. Um, I, I, I got so busy with other things with the new career. For sure. So I kind of got put on the back burner, but DJ ILO might make a return. That I like it. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you have any music you release and we'll put it on our outro for for the pod 100%. You just let you us know, know. You you you're, you're missing it. the fact that you'll you'll be part of his music video cuz you're a good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> good That's right. Video, so. That's right. Oh, I got to see that. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I can bust a move here and there 100%. Um, yeah. love, um so so you talk about obviously uh your new job and and obviously, you know, put the music on the back burner for a bit. So talk to us about kind of your first big break into the, to the media industry. Yeah. So um, when I came back from Vancouver, um, I was just chilling. Uh, I came back in the summer and I was like, okay, I guess I can just like, while I get home and think about, think about the next move, I can just work for my dad, do some lawn stuff. But my friend that I met at Algonquin, uh, she ended up being the promotion supervisor for CTV Ottawa. So at CTV Ottawa, there's um, the CTV station, CTV Morning Live, and then there's TSN 1200, CFRA, New Country 94, and now Move 100. So there's a lot, a lot there. Yeah. It's not just one station. We all work with each other. So there was an opportunity to just be on the part-time promo team. So basically, you come in for an event, you know, you pick up the tents, 
and the poles and then you go to like let's say uh, Scotiabank Arena and set up outside you'll probably see KFN 1200 maybe the broadcasting there you'll right. see some flag so I was that guy for about four or five months and also like the guy holding minus 40 degree weather holding the sign like this in a win you know <laughs> <laughs> on the corner and minus 40 degree weather um just soaking it all in so I, I did that and that was kind of the the entry point into the company and from realizing now like it's wonderful because I I started literally from the bottom of that company and and got to see every avenue from that. But that is still my foot in the door because at that point you can show everybody at that company, everybody in the building, your potential. So that is your, that was my foot in the door because I have lots of people that did that. And then that was it. They part-time promo team and then they're done. Um, But that was, that was kind of the, the foot in the door to lead me up the ladder to where I am today. Wow. That's wild. Mm. I didn't know that's, that's how it started for you. That's, that's wicked. Start from the bomb. Now yeah. we're here. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. wicked. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. So uh, moving more into behind the camera, like obviously you, you loved entertainment, love entertaining, you know, was there a particular moment for you? Maybe even when you entered the company for the first time that, you know, you realize like, this is something I want to do and something I want to pursue full time and make it, make it my uh, lifestyle. Yeah, hundred percent. So while working there more on the business side, so I started on the part-time team and then after six months, I got a promotion to full-time where I was now running the promo team. Um, and then from there, I ended up becoming the coordinator for TSN and, and move. And then I ended up becoming an integration partner, basically right, working very closely with the VP as well as the marketing manager um, at the time. And from there, I am exposed to so much entertainment with the CTV Morning Live show, with sports, with TSN 1200, diehard Suds fan, of course, coming from Ottawa. Um, CTV News, and and being able to see that atmosphere opened up a whole new window of, you know what, like I'm behind the scenes and I'm I'm doing all the business stuff, but that's where I want to be. And at that point, it was, yep, okay, so this is this is what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, going through your your low 20s, 20 to 25, you're still trying to figure out, like, exactly which route to take, what you want to do. You know, there's so many questions um, about what, what the right decision is. And I remember the news directors approached me in Ottawa and asked me if I ever had interest on being TV, on being on TV. And I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, I was upstairs and it was all them. So then... At that point, conversations started um, happening and I was doing uh, promotional work like on top of what I did. So, you know, like commercials and videos and stuff like that. Um, And from there, um, that's where this opportunity came up um, for Northeastern Ontario. And it jumped in with both both feet. And here I am. Never look back. Unreal. Never, never look. Well, I might have looked back like like once when I got here. And it was <laughs> like minus 40. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I didn't have my sign with me. So like I felt like, you know, like, I had like a safety blanket. So I was just in the cold. <laughs> um, oh, but man. it was, yeah, it was like a quick, not a full look back, but like a head tilt. And then, uh, and then never again. Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it was one of those. It was like, am I doing? Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that's that's yeah, too good it's been uh it's been amazing yeah no no kidding so give us a little bit of a nutshell like how have you actually really liked northern ontario and being in Sudbury? it has been like that decision to come here is the best decision i've ever made in my life like i, wow. I can tell you that like anything i've ever done this will be the turning point in my life when i realize like 
thank goodness you decided to take that leap. And, you know, it's, it's out of those times, like when you're out of your comfort zone, that's when you kind of define these moments. You know, that's where you decide who you're going to become and what your next path is going to be. Um, so going into that, coming here right away, I went to a gym called Apex Warrior. Um, big fitness guy, right? Of course, play hockey. Apex coach, yeah. In, yeah, Apex in the name. That's right. Apex <laughs> coach, yeah. That's exactly right. So, um, so going there, um, I met uh, Dennis. He's the gym owner. Right. And uh, from there, I met a group of people, and it's kind of the whole atmosphere of the gym, that have become my closest friends. Um, to this point and have made me feel at home in, in a, a very different way. You know, like I came here and like, I kind of changed my lifestyle, you know, like back in Ottawa, you know, they're still like going out every weekend, going to the bars, you know, playing mm-hmm. hockey, like doing all that stuff. When I came here, it was kind of like a change. It was, you know, going outside, going for runs, doing triathlons, mm-hmm. um, going for hikes, like doing all th- these things. And everybody that I could do those with was at that gym. And they created this atmosphere of, it uh, doesn't matter who you are what you do, what your goals are, everybody is all for that and will do anything they can to help you with those. Um, So a a true family atmosphere, which I just love, you know, I just fed off that energy. Yeah, no doubt. And, and um, I, and, and now living here, I realized that a lot of that energy is just how it is here in Northeastern Ontario. Cause I see it from the viewers. I see it from the TV station where I've, I've had relationships there. I have relationships there. That'll also be a lifetime. Like the people there are so great. Like mm-hmm. I have so much fun with them. Everyone, like on the technical side, the anchor side, like my manager and I are really close. Um, the, the people here are just so awesome. So the time here has been spectacular and I love the outdoors. I mean, I'm traveling, you know, every which way. My buddy Richard lives across the street. He's like the planner. So he does like the trips where we go kayak and then we run, and then we bike. He plans it out. I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> love it like, i'm not i'm not the map guy um and, and i've got to experience a lot of the north too like when i first came here i would travel like i go to timmins cochran wawa sioux state marie kirkland lake and do my weather live so i actually got to see a bunch of right. Northeast as well unfortunately that got shut down with everything but uh, i i love it i really love it and coming from the city it's so different but this is this is more my vibe Ah, mm-hmm. oh, wicked. That's cool. I like it. I like it. Um, so yeah, you talk about the, those uh, other Northern cities, any other ones, you know, stick out to you when, when you spent your time there? Yeah. Um, so in the Sioux, there's a very strong Italian community there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's what but, I was uh, looking for. But, but, <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of love there. But Will, if you're saying that, there's a strong connection to Greece and and being Greek from Wawa as well. So you have to, you have to mention that because I know Chimino thinks that Italy and being Italian is better than being Greek, but I to throw yeah. that in too. You, you can't overlook the Wawa heritage there. No, definitely Thank not. you. Thank I, you. And you know what? It, it's, funny, it's funny you talk about those places because in Wawa, um, it was one of my highlights because there was this uh, cabin that we stayed at. Like you go in and it was like a hotel, but there's also a way to, um, there's like the hotels on, or the motels on the side, but then there was your kind of cabins that you could have as well. Yep. And so we did the weather there for two days and I stayed in one of those cabins and it was, it was so sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm from Ottawa. So, you know, it, it was a cottage to a cottage feel to me, but you know, sure, I right. can't feel. Um, and, 
it was amazing in Wawa, like beautiful spot, wonderful cabin, like kind of still out in the country. Um, and I don't know what it was. It was just like the, the energy around that place. I was like, oh, this is, I really enjoyed it there. Yeah, that's yeah. wicked. Unreal. Um, so more on, on the work side, let's go pre-COVID and then we'll go during COVID, obviously, because you said your job has shifted quite a bit. Um, what did like a normal workday look like for you pre-COVID and then, and then during COVID, what, what does it look like now? Yeah, so um, originally I would go in uh, around like my, my day shift is uh, 11 to 7. So I'd go in, do the noon show. After the noon show, I would go and usually shoot promos or segments. Uh, try to try to work in a lunch there if I could and then be back for the five and six o'clock shows and I'm building my weather um, picture the whole time so I build all, everything that you see on the weather is like I build all those oh wow um, oh. yeah so that, that that's all me and then whenever we could so it didn't even matter if it was winter I did I did a few road trips in the winter as well whenever we could so at least once a month I would go on like a, a week trip so it would be like okay we're going to the west this time or we're going north and so I'd get, go with my camera guy, we'd hop in the CTV van and we'd drive a couple hours, get out, do the noon from somewhere, set everything up, pack it all down, drive, keep going, set back up, do the five and six o'clock wow. show from there, pack it all, um, stay the night, you know, get to experience some, some of the culture from Sault Ste. Marie, let's say, and then uh, go to bed, wake up, drive, you know, to Wawa. And I got to go to like the pictographs and stuff like that. And I think it's old. I want to say old woman or old lady lake or something like on the way there um, did weather from there and travel. And that would kind of be like a week. So, you know, you would try to in those trips, you're trying to hit so many spots, you know, because right. we cover with the whole area from yes. here to Attawapiskat to North Mattawa to um, Perry Sound. So like our, our, our graphic is huge there. Yeah. Um, so we try to hit all the little spots and it's extremely meaningful to do that, to let all the communities know that, Hey, like, like you're a part of this too, you know, like we cover your area. Uh, we're all kind of family. So those road trips were a lot of fun. Um, and I went with experienced guys like our, our camera shooter, Bill, he's been here forever and he knows all the spots, you know, all the heritage. So like, as I'm doing it, it's kind of like a history lesson of the, of ah, the North cool. as well. Um, so that was, that was really fun. And then, and then coming back, but that's kind of the day to day. It's basically going for the noon, um, build your noon show, do the weather there. And then, you know, I have promo shoots. I have commercials to do. I have radio weather to do. I'm on Pure Country as well. Um, and then I do all my other segments that are all Will-esque, you know, that didn't <laughs> happen when I started that I've now created. So there's all those things going on uh, on a daily basis pre-COVID. That's wicked. Like, yeah, you mentioned that you, you're building like your brand uh, is what it is uh, around. We haven't seen a lot of people do that here. So which, which is unreal. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, you know, you make the weather interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's fun to watch. <laughs> I for appreciate sure. that. Yeah. yeah no, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so live TV is a whole different beast. Like it, it, you know, it's, it's difficult. Not many people can be comfortable with it. You know, how was it for you being live on TV? Are there any, you know, pregame routines that keep you sharp? What, what, uh, what really uh, gets you into being live on TV? Yeah. It's, um, honestly, it, it's so funny because like, you know, going, growing up, you have your routine, you know, like you have like your certain music when you maybe, maybe listen to before going on the ice or, you know, 
back in the day, which, which is what I thought was a good idea. You know, you have like my monster energy before going out there, whatever it was, like it didn't matter. <laughs> you had like kind of that routine. <laughs> Nowadays I wouldn't do that, but uh, honestly, it's, it's get the show prepared. I, I'm so, I'm so confident in what I like I'm talking about and like how I prepare my show that that's all fine. And just going up to the show, it's having fun with the staff. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, having fun in, like in my ear, talking to the control room with the anchors, just keeping the energy and vibe levels up like, constantly. Love and it. that translates into being productive on air. Um, I feel like that's like the, a huge part of being able to perform in, in those circumstances. And, and just like staying calm, you know, like I think the way, the way that it's worked is because who I am on TV is who I am when the, the camera's off. It doesn't matter the camera's on, the camera's off. Talking to my friend or I'm talking to CTV Northern Ontario, mm-hmm. basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the authenticity is why I feel so comfortable. So like the, the pregame is basically just being, you know, having fun. Love it. Having Love fun it. with everyone. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it, uh, like you mentioned, you know, just keeping it loose. And, and then you mentioned the monster energies you kill because the kids we coach hammer Red Bulls before the game, too. I, I couldn't no. believe it when I, when I saw it before the game. <laughs> it's still happening. It's still yeah. happening. It's still happening. Yeah. No, but uh, th- no. that's yeah, unreal. I, yeah. I remember it was like one of my buddies. He first did it, you know, like we'd be at the, the rink called Sportsplex in Ottawa. And he, you know, because the vending machines are always very close to the dressing room. So you yeah. pop out there when you're like half dressed and you crack the monster. And I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like a good idea. So then like I started doing it. And like some days I was like, you know, you get that boost right away, maybe yeah. in, in the warm up, And then <laughs> you don't start to feel so good. So oh, I definitely uh, wouldn't recommend that that strategy for uh, all the, the viewers. <laughs> no, it's on. We go, we just shake our head. We see that all the time. It's it's unreal. You already have uh, so much energy at 15 years old. You don't need, you don't need a red yeah. bull, but yeah. yeah, I think yeah you're, kind of, you're going in there with nerves. You don't need, you know, 50 grams of sugar and whatever else is <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, can, exactly. <laughs> we can, uh, we can indicate this episode sponsored by red bull. So that's yeah, good. there you go. No, no. And monster, no free ads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 We're all uh, inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before the next question, uh, we, we'll transition a little bit, but, um, in COVID now, like how, when COVID hit, how did it affect, uh, produce, like being, uh, uh, the weatherman, um, now you're doing it from your, your place, um, instead of being in the studio as much and, and traveling, uh, totally got wiped out. So yeah. T- talk to us about that. Oh, it was so crazy because it was like that, that it was like everyone out, everyone yeah. out. Yeah. It was like, don't leave your stuff, get what you need and go. Um, I'll talk about me personally in my role. So I got sent home and I just lived in an apartment, uh, actually right, right down the road from here, just in one of those uh, panoramic properties. Um, so basically what happened was we had to set up a studio inside my place. So we had the cameras, we had the light, I had my laptop and everything set up, which was my family room, living room, kitchen, all in one thing, right? Basically yeah. one room. Um, so I started working from home and everything changed. Like, Number one, I don't see anybody. There's a camera guy that comes in and out just for the shows and leaves. Um, so I don't get to see anyone. I don't get to talk it, talk to anyone. The whole, I'm sitting, which is a big thing too. I'm standing at the weather yeah, studio, but yeah. I sat down in a chair. And for me, you know, Italian, we talk with our hands. hundred like, percent. Move yeah. around. 
you know, do a little move, try to do a, pull off a dance move that you would, you know, something like that <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the forecast or attempt to. Um, so it was a whole different change for me. And, you know, working from home was different than um, never leaving work because I'm working from home. And, and, you know, and this job in particular is, you know, it's like live TV for, you know, three shows a day, doing all these things, keeping the energy level up. And then you're sitting there and I'm still in the weather studio when I'm watching a hockey game, watching a football game. Um, so you never really leave work. So it was, it was tough to adjust to that. Um, I was really grateful that I was able to be in a position where I was still able to work. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we did so many stories of people that weren't able to. So um, it was definitely a, a hard transition. Um, and then when the camera guy, it was so funny, you know, the camera guy comes in. I don't, I don't see anyone. Like, I can't go home. <laughs> I can't go to Ottawa. I see anyone. So I'm like sitting there, camera guy comes in. I'm like, hey, Val, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how's your day? Like, how's everything going? And then like, they don't, like, go well. like, I have no more questions. Like, ask him. I think I asked him like almost every day. I was like, so Bill, I'm like, what's the meaning of life? And he's giving me the same answer every day. And I just give <laughs> philosophical questions. Um, and we just have some fun. But um, all our station was was torn. Like there was nobody in there. The only one that was in the, the station was um, a few of the technical team. So, the um, you know, we had the camera operators and we had the editors, one host at a time. So only one host was allowed in there at a time for the shows. So even like I was still not allowed back there, but you know, we had one anchor come in and they left and the other anchor came in. So it was a huge change for all of us. Now the reporters can come in. Luckily they're able to work. We're kind of set up where they can work um, mobily anyway, but it was a big change. Like the atmosphere working from my apartment, as opposed to like the weather studio, um, not being in contact with anybody and then continuously keeping that energy level up because I feel like that was a really important time for me to, to be that person as well during a very difficult time, which which is still for many is uh, continue to be that, that kind of positive light, especially when all of the news, every bit of the news up until a few months ago was a COVID story. Yeah. You know, to me COVID after me COVID. And it like, it was, it was just like, that's all there was to talk about. That's what everybody wanted to talk about. So it was a lot. So to come on and try to, filter some of that out and try to focus on some some positivity and some light but i i just knew that that was my main focus and goal when working from home for sure mm-hmm. for sure um let's get into a little bit more about how like weather will wednesday started like <laughs> like what was the idea behind that were you just like i don't know randomly like you mentioned you're a sense fan is it like in the during the intermission you're like you know what this this popped in my head like how did it all start for you <laughs> you know what it's so funny so i was just doing the weather one day like live and then it was wednesday and i was like, <laughs> like oh weather will wednesday like i just said it like, <laughs> like that, 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 that was it i said oh it's weather will wednesday how do you like that and then um from there it, it it translated into um you know like like they having a fun board you know like a different board that i would bring up and then like from there it progressed to like a little skit and then a full skit and then our camera operator pat um got me a shirt with weather will Wednesday on it, and the gra- our graphics person had made a cartoon of me, which I loved, and so he got that on the T-shirt, and from there, that was that was that was it. Weather will Wednesday took off, and it was okay. We need to focus, and we need to prepare something like legit. You know, this can't be like a thing that we just think. Oh, I just say it on air. Like we got to make a segment out of it. So the first one I did was I wrapped Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but with weather, and that was how we kicked it off. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable oh yeah. man that was that was the, that was the beginning of it so it started from there and then you know every like once a month i'll do like a fun segment um that includes my puppy jack 
um, something weather related or what's going on in the world. And it, 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 it's really taken off. Like uh, people love it. And the, the shirt is, I do have some good news. Those shirts, there's, there's something exciting that's going to be happening soon. Like there's lots of people that want the shirt and we're, uh, I'm looking up with somebody here and we're actually going to be creating those shirts with proceeds going to charity. Nice. Um, so that'll be, that'll be available soon too, which is, which is going to be like well, the first time, like I walk out to the grocery store or someone and I see one of those shirts on someone else. Like I, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. That is just going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love it. That, that is unreal. It's, it's funny. Uh, you say that because I don't know if you take a look here, Mason's wearing a, a behind the bench hoodie. So that's, that's merch we dropped um, too. So nice. it, it's, it's a different feeling when you see someone wearing your merch around town. Like it's like people actually buy this stuff like that. That's like, we couldn't believe we had support for, from it. So and the weather will shirts are going to fly, like fly yeah. off the, off the shelves. <laughs> I hope so. You know, like for the charity sake, but it, and, it, and it's funny because when you, when you talk about that, it's, it, it's very similar, right? Like when you're doing your podcast and you're, and you're doing this, you don't have an audience. When I'm doing the TV, I don't have an audience. Mm. So when those moments come up like that, where you see someone wearing you, you start to realize, the impact that you're having within the community and that there's, there's people on the other side of this and yeah. those are really powerful moments. And that's what continues to drive you further and further in these situations. Right. When to, like you see that, you go, wow, like how cool is that? Yeah. You know, someone's listening, they like bought the merch or and it's, and it's, and it's a, it's a surreal feeling. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the shirts that we'll, we're going to have to purchase them. It's, it's a good oh, initiative for, sure. for you, obviously, to go to charity. That's And it, you mentioned how funny it is that you get, like, recognized. And it's ridiculous, Will, that, like, I'm part of this show now, too. And I'm with Chimino at some points. And he's the one getting recognized and not me. And it's, yeah. like... <laughs> I'm the one I, I, I'm like to the like obviously I think they maybe know who Alex is but it's just like I'm beside him hello like I'm, I'm a little bit part of the show yeah. too like so, hello I'm still here yeah you're trying to steal the spotlight <laughs> I, I, I just take my car keys drive home and go cry but no 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 I always introduce you don't worry no, I know. I know. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry oh yeah and you know yeah yeah um, um well, the next question I have for you that I'm curious about is what's the snack table looking like at CTV? Like, do you got any goodies? Like, is it desserts? Is it someone go get Timmy's donuts? Like what's the snack table look like? Oh man. You know what? All, all I can say is back in the day, CTV would have been the ultimate place to work. Like I, I, I heard countless stories in Ottawa about like the Christmas parties and the food oh, and the, yeah. everything that I had. like, it was, it was insane. Nowadays, that's really dialed back, you know, like yeah. when it comes to comes to stuff like that. So pretty much you're, you're on your own um, when it comes to the snack table, but I'm somebody that I like, you know, like I'm, I'm extremely healthy. So like I kind of like prepare and buy my own food and then do those things anyway. But whenever there's a campaign that comes on, like the Tim Horton smile cookies and like we're a sponsor of that, or if someone does a segment on the bakery down the street with those donuts, you best know, then I'm going to be having some of those donuts. So you don't let those go by. <laughs> uh, so, and then I there's, love. you know, in the room, there's lots of, there's actually tea is a big one for many of the uh, people in the room. So we have, we have our own room that has like a tea and coffee and most like people love their tea around too, especially the the late night shows. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Um, no doubt. But yeah, no. not, I know a little disappointing on the snack table discussion, but uh, just, I don't have much for you. No. And I wish I, I did. 
I couldn't imagine <laughs> like the, those those Christmas parties. Like I'm just thinking about like, like the food that everyone brings. Doesn't oh. matter. Everyone probably brings a dish or yada. Like yeah, I can see it being nuts. So yeah, it was um. So I remember them talking about it in Ottawa. So like in Ottawa, the building is huge, and right. like here, like you know, the building is they're ma- it's massive. Like right now, there's ten people in there, and the building. I don't know if you ever drove by, have driven by, and seen the building. It's absurdly big for mm-hmm. the 15 people that are now in the building. Um, but the parties used to be like, all they would do is tell me stories to sales teams. And those sales, those sales reps, oh, they can party. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. That's unreal. Yeah. Um, speaking of Christmas, I, I want to see, well, what's your thoughts? How was your first Christmas telethon? I know it's a big thing here here in Sudbury. How, how did you enjoy that? And, and now, obviously, being here for a few years. That was my most fun work day I've ever had. Um, the telethon, like going into it, I kind of knew like I was a couple of years ago, I was on the road. So I was like the elf on the road with Jess. So Jess and I would go from spot to spot and we would do different things, different tasks, go to parties, you know, do dances with the Ukrainian festival or whatever we were doing. So we did different things there. And then this year I got to host it um, for nine hours. And it's so funny because it's like so long, you know, nine hours of hosting. There's no scripting. Like you're just going off, off the you're just coffee, talking, you're introducing yeah. acts, you're getting people to call in. And that was, that was my element. Like, that's where I realized this is what I need to be doing every day. Like, love I love it. I love the energy. I love the impro- improvisation. I loved everything about it. Um, and everything that we were doing it for was just like the icing on the cake. Right. So the telephone, um, is so impactful towards those children. So it was like so cool to be able to help out and know what we're doing is making a huge difference. Um, and it honestly, it felt a little bit normal for the first time in a couple of years. Like, you know, we had people on yeah. cell phones, everyone was masked up at, around the area, but we were still able to kind of be in an atmosphere around people. And I saw staff that I haven't seen in two years. Yeah. Um, so no. producers that came on with me. Um, but it was amazing. It was so fun to introduce the acts. And that was, like I said, that was, that was a very special day for me in, in realizing what I want to continue to do in this career. Love it. Love it. Unreal. Unreal. Um, the, the team. So you mentioned the team. We only, we all, obviously there's so many people behind the scenes, like, like you said, um, but we know, we know mostly the, the on-camera crew. We got Marina Moore, Tony Rima, Brendan Connor, who, how, how's that group? Uh, you know, who's the jokester other than, than yourself? Uh, how is it working with those guys? <laughs> oh, they're the, they're the absolute, like, if you were to say who's the best, like, jokester, Tony Rima, hand, <laughs> yeah. jokester. He loves to dish it out. He loves to have his puns. Um, he, he's amazing. Like, when I first came there, they kind of, like I said, they made me feel like a family. Like, I'm really close with Jess Goslin as well. Like, her and I, <laughs> like two peas in a pot at work like we're just always laughing and always joking around about like like whatever stories we're doing or or just trying to keep the energy up in the in the newsroom um marina just went on mat leave but mm-hmm. and you can tell that there's and there's a there's a big change there like we can notice like marina's not here and you know it's, it's an atmosphere change um she was she was like a, a bright light in the room too uh, and brennan connor is like he's a six o'clock anchor right like he's like the he's the man oh 100 <laughs> percent, yeah oh yeah so, and uh, so he's, he's super knowledgeable. He's been in the news for a long time. He did sports on TSN for a long time. So um, really respect him. And he's, but he can also have some fun. You know, we, we, we talk sports all the time. Like he's a Steelers fan. Um, so we had a good, good chat over the last couple of days about that. 
said, oh, you, uh, can you breathe finally? <laughs> oh my God. Time, but um, yeah, like they're all wonderful. Tony, a jokester, Marina, super fun, but can deliver the news. Brendan, the head, the head of it. And Jessica is, is like, yeah, my buddy there. Love it. That's awesome. 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 Um, well, you mentioned at the start of the show, or actually before we even started recording, that you've listened to the podcast. And every time I do an ad read for the show for our sponsors, like Chimino, Mason, and Cringe, and one of the next questions I had for you kind of leads into like something maybe bad that happened while you're, you know, on air. So, do you really have a specific story where you remembered that you like really messed up the weather? Like, was there any specific <laughs> moment that you're like, "Whoa, I'm not. I wasn't even relatively close." I have I have a really a really good story that no one will ever be able to tell. Um, I was in where was I? I was out by Tamiskaming Shores, and it was my first road trip, and it was uh, it was super windy. It was extremely windy out there, and we have a full setup. So I it was the first time. So I have everything with me: the laptop, um, the internet hub. So I still build my boards on the road, like wherever I am. Right. right. So I'm still yeah. a huge setup pending weather. And we were going into my main weather forecast and it comes uh, and it comes out from the break. So we're standing there and it's like three, two, one from two to one. The tent that's in front of me goes flying <laughs> over my head, like picks up, picks up over my head and takes off. And I was just standing there like, like, Oh my, like, and I'm just watching this, right? But I'm like, okay, we're live now. And then I see, I see, I see our camera guy. moving, like, it's, it's one of those huge 10 by 10s, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, when, when that thing picks up some speed, it goes. So I'm just seeing him. Like, I've never seen someone run. So oh my God. In my entire life. And he's chugging along. And as I'm doing that, so it's like flies over. I just hear in my ear from the producer what was that <laughs> like, you just see it like it was super like dark and then light because then the sun's just hitting me because there's no cover and um it, it was hilarious but i and i look back at the footage and all you see is a dimmer of a light like like of a go from like dark to really bright but then i was like <laughs> welcome back everyone and i just kept it straight come <laughs> on <laughs> oh my god so, i wasn't sure what my face was like Oh, like what it was and I, I looked back and I kept it straight but in inside I was dying oh. watching Bill try to catch the tent oh my oh. god little what stories you remember you're that you're gonna remember for the rest of your life that's awesome oh that is yeah hilarious. that's uh first first road trip for first road will. trip too can <laughs> you believe that that's unbelievable yeah. I'm out I'm done I'm on yeah, <laughs> well now I they know they they pegged the tent down now 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 they know <laughs> they pegged the tent down now. <laughs> Oh, you know that now when I'm going there, like when I when I go to the tent, I'm like checking all the corners, yeah. <laughs> dropping dropping cinder blocks on each on each leg. <laughs> yeah, we I've had I've had a tent go back in Ottawa when we were setting up like events at like a horse show. One of the tents flew over, and um, it was one of the ones. So there's like two fences. There's like a fence for the equestrian park, and then a fence for the 417, and like the highway. And the the tent rolling got caught, and I remember the two of us going and catching it right before because if it going that thing was going on the highway oh like, my it's god like in these crazy windstorms right so we, <laughs> we've had a couple moments like that but that was uh that was a little bit different being live on tv and having it woo. oh no doubt there's a there's a new merch piece right there we'll have will and then and then the tent just flying over his head <laughs> that'd be unbelievable i love yeah, it Yeah, when wind gusts are 80 kilometers past yeah. there you go i love it uh will was there a day where 
you get like obviously um, you have a team to to predict the weather, you, and you absolutely nail it. Like in the summer, it's the weekends, twenty five degrees. It's sunny, going to be beautiful, and then it actually hits because the weather's so unpredictable. Um, yeah. So when it actually hits, how good of a feeling is that? Oh man, I whenever the <laughs> forecast is like completely accurate, and I go see my friends, it's like you see, like you see it outside. You see what I said last night? <laughs> like every morning, it'll be like, oh, it's so sunny. And all my friends, oh, it's so sunny. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, oh, like, man. It's, it's a great feeling when, when, uh, when it's right. You know, it, it can change so quickly, especially here in the north. Um, you know, we can predict it to a certain degree, uh, but you never really know, and like with different patterns and stuff. So it feels good when you nail one. It feels really good. Yeah, no nope. doubt. Um, well, next question before we get it obviously into the paddle with purpose, uh, where do you, where do you see yourself in like the next five years? Where do you think's next for you? Yeah. So, um, you know what, like, like, like coming here and proving to myself that I was able to have a positive impact in, in this like career, um, has now focused my mindset on what I'm able to do. And, you know, now I'm fully confident on where I can get. And at the end of the day, I would love to, even five years from now, I don't think like, that's that um, too far to say, but I, I want my own show. I think it would be great to have my own show um, that, that I'm able to bring in like things like I do with Weather Wednesday, you know, like SNL type skits, um, entertainment, and then also like heartwarming, like deep, impactful stories, not, not heavy news, but like touching stories, you know, about oh, families like or about, you know, heritage of restaurants or like, like things like that, that matter oh. to people. Um, and I think there's a, there's a huge market for that. And I think that we're in a time right now where people will thrive off of those type of stories. And we need that. We need more of that positivity in our life. And we need more heritage and we need more heartwarming stories. So that's, that, that's where I would say my, my goal is um, like at the end, but that still could be within the next five years. You know, it's, it's, right. that's not, that's not that um, out of, out of reach. Um but there's still like, you know, to get there, maybe there's one more step, you know, maybe I go and um, I host the morning show or maybe I do the weather and continue to do what I do with my other segment in a, in a different market, you know, with a little bit more eyes on me. So there's, there's so many different paths, you know, and then you can host the show. Like if somebody, you know, family feud becomes available, I'm applying. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> I can host family feud. That would be electric. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's so unreal. You know, there's, there's different avenues you can, you can go on, but that's kind of the, that's the five years is own show um, important, informative content where we can continue to have fun and, and just keep shedding the positivity around. Man. I love that. I, like if I'm CTV, sign this guy to max deal <laughs> bonuses, 10, 10, by 10, 10 by 10 luxury tax, <laughs> yeah. everything. My or God. Eight by eight I, if you wanted a shorter contract it, or, or whatever. It, yeah. yeah. It, All it, I asked for is a tent that's in the ground. That's <laughs> right. 100%. Man, it, it's such a good, it, it's so true. The, the news like right now, it's, it's, it's hard hitting. Like it's, it's tough stuff to swallow a, a lot. Well, you, you can't watch it before bed. You can't. Well, it's, you? it's, it's hard. Like it's, especially with COVID. So 
I love that idea. We need we need some more positive news. A hundred. Well, and Jimmy, Jimmy, or Will, that you mentioned, you're getting, you, you might obviously your idea is to get your own show. And if if we're still kicking in five years, we can, uh, you know, we can deliver some of these stories for you in a studio. Like Chimino's contract probably will just be for, you know, if the company was to pay for his golf membership. That's basically all he'd probably. <laughs> oh, have for, so. that's an important. That's an important membership, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, no, it'd be so it'd be super cool to be able to do that. Um, okay. Okay. All right. Yes. So now paddle with purpose. And this, I mean, this is where you, you cement yourself in, in, in the community and you start like uh, uh, quite a, a great legacy project movement. Um, and so, yeah, talk, talk to us about this campaign uh, and how it started, obviously, where, where it came from um, and just wh- where it all started and, and how you got to implement it. Yeah, so um, so Power with Purpose uh, originates from the passing of my brother-in-law, uh, Mario Lavalle. Um, he had an extremely rare form of cancer um, and passed away. And I wanted to do something where I would make him proud and be able to do something in his honor where I could do what he did every day and create positive change Love to it. the world. And I wanted to do that in a very specific way where it could be tailored towards um, a situation that our family dealt with. So that's why CORD came into it because, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, everybody has uh, has a story, uh, hopefully certain people that you don't like if, you know, I, I wish it upon nobody to have this story, mm-hmm. but when something like that impacts your family, it changes everything. It changes your outlook on life. It, it changes the way that you see things. It changes your perception of other people's um, situations that beforehand you would have been, you know, like not as knowledgeable on it, but when it starts to hit home, everything kind of opens up. Um, And I realized that there is no help. There's, there's no help for people in these situations. And I see, you know, I was just, I was just the brother. Um, How hard it was for my sister and Mario is, you know, in a whole nother world, I can only speak to what I went through and how it affected me. So like for them, I could only imagine because of how impactful it was to me and, and how much it hurts. So being able to see those situations and see how there's just no help, I wanted to do something where I could in any way, shape or form, whether it came to awareness, fundraising, uh, shine a light on these situations and try to help anybody um, in these similar situations. Um, and with it being uh, fitness oriented, I thought like, what can I do that I know is going to like drive me and have passion. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of th- thought about a couple of ideas. Um, you know, I could do like a triathlon. I could do like a big run. Um, the triathlon kind of stuck and it was going to be like a, a stand up paddle, a run and a bike, like around. And then all of a sudden, like I was just sitting there like, like one night and I went, I was like, no, He's like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I want to do something where when someone hears it, they go, you're doing what? Yeah. And yeah. like, and that was, and that's when I thought about the 24 hour stand up paddleboard. Cause I'm like, people are going to turn their heads and, and that's just going to drive more awareness and inevitably drive more awareness towards what I'm trying to achieve. Right. Um, so that's where the, the paddle came in. So I, and as soon as that first idea came in one night, I was like, that's it. I'm doing a 24 hour stand up paddle. And that's what we're going with. Um, so I linked up with, with Cord to get that going. I talked to uh, my boss, obviously, about it. Um, and TTV was wonderful. Um, they, jumped, they jumped right on board. Uh, they sponsored it. I had some great sponsors as well. Ramacos provided me with like uh, the actual board. 
um, Apex sponsored it as well. And, and then it all began. Um, the Power of Purpose journey started from there and it was, oh man, like seven months of training. I mean, as soon as that ice broke, I was, I was out there paddling on Ramsey Lake or even like little lakes. Like wow. as soon as the ice broke, I was out there, um, starting to paddle. Um, and that was when everything kind of started to close down. So I was like, I got to get into the best shape of my life. And now everything's closed down. So, you know, Apex was great. They gave me like all, like all the workout stuff that I would need to keep training. Um, and I trained, I was on the water four days a week, a uh, minimum of two hour paddles at different interval sessions and stuff like that. Wow. And, and those, those sessions kept getting bigger. So like Saturday or Sunday would be my big ride because I mean, I can't paddle for that long as I'm working. Um, so, it, you know, it increased each week from two to three to four, you know, I ended up going up to a, uh, a 13 hour day paddle, um, was my longest power before the paddle of purpose. And it was amazing. It taught me so much. Like I'm, I'm actually, um, um, uh, doing like a little story on it right now with, um, a company called the Atlas project. They're, they're honoring me for one of, uh, to be 2020, uh, 2021 Canada's rare voices. Um, for the power wow. of purpose so it's, i've actually had a lot a lot of time to reflect and answer their questions and and you know and, and it's good to kind of reflect on it right now um so the paddle it, it was amazing i had the best support team around me my family was with me every step of the way um seven months of of intense training but emotional as well you know because of what i was doing it for it was more emotional than anything no right. doubt um, no doubt but but seeing the response from the viewers, from family, from friends, from the community was so special. Like I, I can't even put into words to describe how incredible it was to see the support from everybody in, in the North coming together and supporting me and either like cheering me on or uh, donating or sharing or just sending a nice message no matter what it was um, leading, up to the, leading up to the event. Um, and then the day arrived. <laughs> Unreal. I mean, all that work and here we are, right? Like that, that's nuts. So, and the paddle was like, was it intervals? And then at night as well, I think you were paddling as well, right? Yeah. So the night is 24 hours straight on Ramsey. Oh, Lake. So I started at, uh, I started at 6.30 PM. We did a launch um, for the water sports center, had a bunch of friends there and colleagues. And then uh, we did a launch on CTV and then I took off. I had a support boat with me. I had, oh, it was so cool. So Legend Boat sponsored me. They gave this, the boat that had a tower. It was their hydro tower boat. So um, I had a couple of friends that were on it the entire time. So there was like a slide on it. It was, it lit up on the outside. It was insane. So people would come on and off that. So I took off at 6.30, um, paddled right from 6.30, 24 hours uh, until 6.30 the following Wow. Wow. And how is that mentally for you? Like, it, I, it, that's such a difficult task. Like, like you said, something that makes you say, what? Like, who would ever do that? <laughs> like, what, what was it mentally like, like for you? Yeah. So, you know what? It's funny because going into it, um, I was, I was like, okay, all the training's there. I'm going to be able to do it. Like, even, even like I was standing even as much as possible throughout the seven months. Like there was, if there was an opportunity to stand, I was standing because I was like, you got to stand for 24 yeah. hours, yeah. Um, let alone actually paddle for 24 hours. Um, so uh, going into that mentally, you know, there were some things, but I, I zoned in and, and this is what is so amazing to me is during that whole paddle, you know, as soon as I was off uh, the legend boat asked me, you know, it's like, what was the most difficult part of your paddle? And, and I didn't have an answer. 
And through the 24 hours, you know, there was, there was moments of like, oh, look, my leg hurts or, you know, my back's a little sore. But, and this is what's real to me is there was like kind of an energy that I felt of whenever I would have any moments like that, there was like, Mario was there. And I thought about the reasoning of why I was doing it. And it got me through any sort of those, those little moments. I had no moments of doubt. Um, I had wonderful support with me, like on the boat, people that came in and out that were great energy and boosters. Um, so mentally, I would say that it, it wasn't tough mentally, but what it was, was mentally eye-opening. Like I went through moments on that being awake for 24 hours and thinking about everything. Um, there was one stretch that, that in particular is out of this world. It was, I think between 18 and like 21 hours. And, you know, it's coming to the home stretch, you know, I've definitely been doing it for a long time and I was paddling and, and there's people on the sport boat, but I didn't hear, like, I wasn't hearing anything. Like I was, it was like paddle thinking about my brother-in-law paddle thinking about Mario and in the boat was my girlfriend and my friend Pat. And I could tell that they were looking at me and they weren't saying a word and they could feel, they could feel everything that I was feeling for about two wow. straight hours. There wasn't a word said. It was just, there was so much emotion in those, those few hours that is, is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Wow. And to this day will be the most special feelings, you know, and I get to share that with them forever. Um, wow. it, it was quite something. Um, so, so mentally it was, it was just, it was wonderful because I got to think about Mario and I got to think about all the things that we've been doing over the last seven months to create positive change. Yeah. Wow. That, I mean, speeches like goosebumps, like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, un unbelievable. Well, like uh, it's a, it's an unbelievable feat. And I mean, the support around the community and, and it was, it was really, it was really cool. It was, it was something totally different. Um, I'm sure that's something you were, you were looking forward to. Like I, it was a different cause. It was, it was close to you um, and, and people really rallied around it. And that, that like, like I said, no words, uh, we, we can come up with from what you just described. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, I guess my next question would be what's year two looking like, are you going to be doing another paddle? Is there anything in the work, something like that? Yeah. So I've definitely thought about what I want to do. Like I, I definitely want to continue to do something of that nature. I'm not sure if it'll be a 24 hour paddle. I'm not sure if it'll be, you know, that one, was very specific in a way that I needed to do that like myself you know like right. I needed to do it it needed to be me I need to be on the water I need to do it um for Mario like that was like, like you know my journey yeah now that my journey has expanded into all these people like knowing it understanding it, and being a part of it a part of me feels like maybe I can open that up to do something where it's more inclusive you know it, it's I've been having a trouble with that because I'm not sure what it's going to look like this summer with everything going on. But if I could maybe do something that's a little more um, attainable for everyone, you know, a joining venture, you know, where we, you know, it, it even, it's crossed my mind to do like a 24 hour, like hockey tournament or yeah. a, you know, a 24 hour uh, triathlon run, something like that, or kayak where people come, come in and out all the time. So there's, there's definitely lots going on in my mind about what I want to do. Um, uh, and um, I'm kind of coming to that, but yeah, there, there will be something. Love it. Love it. Unreal. Unreal. Maybe yeah. we can, we'll, we'll book out the amphitheater and 24 hours straight of will on the piano. I'm in for that. I'm in for that concert. It'd be unbelievable. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking. I love it. Yeah, I love it. That would be good. Yeah. I would love that. 
Yeah. Unreal. Well, that, well, it's, it's unbelievable. That, that is a, su- such a cool story. Uh, we had to ask you about now shifting gears, just uh, more of a lighter note, to- completely different. Um, and it's, we ask this question ev- to every uh, guest that we have on. And it's interesting because you lived in Ottawa and you lived in Sudbury, which have similar, uh, this similar problem, but not quite in the same magnitude and it's a Sudbury arena hockey player um obviously you're like I say a hockey player what's your thoughts uh if you have any on the arena situation in Sudbury living here and also living in Ottawa well before you even yeah. answer like whatever you say Chimino is going to be on board with whatever you say so I'm an open <laughs> mind I'm an open no, mind no, I'm an open anything mind. anything and any guest that we've had on says their answer he's like you know what Yes. So that's, no matter if I'm an open man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So, so, you know what? It's funny because I'll talk about my first experience at the Sudbury Arena was uh, not a hockey game. I haven't even uh, been able to attend a Wolves game since being here. I saw some 41 a couple years ago. <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. That's unreal. <laughs> I know. It was some 41 in the offspring. It was my buddy's birthday. And, you know, some 41 was like the main band basically with Liquid 82 and listened to growing up. Um, so the fact that they came here, that was my first Sudbury Arena uh, experience. Um, and then obviously now, I mean, I'm surrounded by the news about everything that's coming exactly. into fruition with it, right? You know, opinions and this coming down. I think coming from Ottawa, I realized it's, it's similar because we have our arena out in the middle of nowhere in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. And that it was coming to LeBreton Flats and it was like, you know, maybe it's not. And then there was a point where it was like, oh, this is going to happen. And it's so great. Like it would be... So awesome if that rink was at LeBreton Flat and it was a new arena and it was downtown and people didn't have to drive out there and you have all the, and then all the shops and all these things around it. So I, I think I can definitely see the appeal to it. And I think it would be wonderful to have. Um, and I think that it would be exciting for the city as well. Um, you know, there's obviously, there's the, there, you, can, you can play both sides of so many different things coming from a purely entertainment standpoint, you know, like creating new jobs and like, you know, um, a new place for people to enjoy, especially coming out of this pandemic when all we're going to want to do is things like that. I think it's important that we continue to grow. So I, I, I'm, I'm for it and I think it's really cool. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm on, I'm on the same page as you, bro. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And if some, and if some 41 comes back, they can just play there too. So exactly. Really, you know, we're all exactly. Good. Yeah. yeah. All good. Um, so this is the, and we pass it over to me. It's just the one question we allow him to have. No, I just kidding. You could always ask, you could always ask questions, Mace, but this is his, his go-to question. I'll be interested to see your answer actually on this one. now. Yeah. I don't know about this one. And be, since you haven't been to a Wolves game, have you heard of the Wolf that actually goes across the arena when the team scores? <laughs> I have heard immensely about that Wolf. That <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, everyone talks about it. And, and whenever I say I'm going to a Wolf's game, like a Wolf game, that's the first thing they say. They like, oh, you got to check out the Wolf. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? I was like, it goes by really slowly and then it doesn't go back. And they got to play back. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, I definitely have to experience it. Yeah, no, it is something you have to experience. And we're on the side that it has to move to the new arena as well. Just heritage tradition you seem like that kind of guy so would you agree that you got to keep this Sudbury tradition alive 100 if right. that is if there is a new arena that wolf has to be implemented that's probably the most iconic thing that that arena needs 100 needs to be there and it needs to not work 
I can't yeah. go one month. You gotta have someone on the, the other old side. pulley oh, system. The old pulley. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you love... gotta have the system. I think that uh, with the heritage, um, that stuff that stays with everybody. You know, like yeah. that's in the heart. You gotta keep. Oh that. yeah. 100%. Love it. Love it. All right. Just before we wrap it up, well, this is our fast five. Um, so five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes into your mind, let it fly. Uh, and I'm going to send it over to Tommy now. Fast five. Let's do it. Wow. Okay. Just like when we talk about family food, you're trying to, is this like an interview for to host it? Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Know yeah. You, you didn't know actually Jared, he was, uh, we're looking for his successor. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, first question I got for you, what's your dream travel destination? Uh, Thailand. Thailand. Ooh, like it. Okay. Okay. And, this and one. I say that quickly because I had that trip planned before COVID ruined it. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. second one. This one's good. Obviously, uh, you're an individual that works out a lot. You mentioned Apex Gym. How many push-ups can you do in a row? I think uh, we did uh, a test actually a few a few months ago, and I got 76. Wow. wow. Animal. Animal. <laughs> Jim, 76 more than me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, uh, next one. Do you have a motto or, like, words of wisdom that you live by? Be a positive impact on this world. Nice. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite concert you've ever been to? Like besides some 41? <laughs> yeah, besides some 41. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I will say that's my first rock concert, and it was probably the best concert I've ever been to in that capacity because there was so much nostalgia in it. Right. Um, <laughs> with my friends. So I, I, it, it's funny because I, I honestly will say that, but um, I also saw Keith Urban a couple of times, and I've never seen somebody perform that well like he was amazing on the guitar and it was kind of like a to watch him was was insane cool yeah um last question we ask everybody uh favorite Subway restaurant degusto oh all right degusto uh diavolo pizza well every day of the week it is a little bit of spice yeah that's a little bit of spice and then i ask them you know like maybe a little spicier and they'll do it and um (laughs) They're, they're the family there. They're amazing as well. They're yeah. wonderful people. And they are there. Um, so that's, that's it. Uh, awesome good stuff well listen well we appreciate you you know investing your time coming coming on this podcast you know we we really appreciate it um we're oh man we're pumped to to get this out (laughs) uh, to our fans i think it was an unreal interview um before before we ended off um so like we mentioned the btb sweater um that that we dropped Mm -hmm. we actually have one for you so what we'll be uh well yeah we'll be sending it to you well uh we'll we'll get the details on that later but hey if you know if you're looking for something to wear on weather will wednesday now you have a little new wardrobe piece so, little plug yeah, there, there but go. yeah no but I appreciate that yeah absolutely it's all yours um so again thank you for for what you do well you, you come um not only just to work a job but your positive impact outside yeah. of, uh, of the job uh, in in our community and uh we're, we're really lucky to have you and uh hopefully you don't leave but I mean, you got to do what you got to do at some points. But uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, we really appreciate you having on the podcast. No, I appreciate it. It means a lot to be able to come on here and talk about career and the journey and the fact that, you know, what I really love what I do. And to be able to talk about that with you guys and anybody is a gift. So thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. That was the interview with Will Iello. 
um, guys, it was the first time in a long time that we had a, an interview uh, with someone that we like completely didn't know um, upon meeting them on Zoom. And I mean, it felt like we knew that guy for like 10 years, like my whole yeah. lifetime. The guy was unbelievable. So, uh, Tom, thoughts on Will? Can I give you an ad read before? Yeah, thank you, Tom. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw that in. Um, so that interview was sponsored by Silvercross. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by the peop- by the best people from the Sudbury region. They sell new and recycled home and healthcare equipment from stairlifts, scooters, you name them, they got them. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by first-class people in the name of Dean and Chantel Jacqueline, and they proudly serve North Bay, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course here in Sudbury where they are located on 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any healthcare need, and they'll hook you up. Um, yeah, that will interview that um, 24-hour paddleboard gym. Did Mace, I think we talked after. Like, could you imagine me and Shmino doing that? I think I think you said that. There's yeah. no, there's no chance. I, like, I would the, like to try a 12 hour one. The training hour, behind it is ridiculous. 12 hours seems doable, but going all night in the dark. No, <laughs> he, he was a great interview, Jim. Like you said it perfectly. Like we've literally like, feels like we know him and he's just, I don't know how long, um, you know, until we have him back on, but like big thanks to him for making time for us. Like, I know he's a busy guy. No, like uh, Jim said, and uh, CTV needs to give him the max contract for sure. 10 by 10 by 10. 10 by 10. Uh, yeah, the guy, uh, I mean, Term he's got so, many, near 10, so, so many good ideas. Um, I hope, you know, it's hard. It's a small market. Uh, you know, at some point, you know, I think down the line, we'll, we may lose by the will. But um, for now, I mean, the guy's lit up the community. So he's been good stuff. Um, you know, give this guy a house on Corsi Hill. Yeah. Load up the dump I, truck at uh, yeah. the parks. And yeah. Yeah. Nothing but good in. things to say. Uh, we got, yeah. And, and like you heard in the interview, we got weather well, uh, a sweater. So hopefully we see him repping it, you know, maybe you see the sweater get some airtime. So you never know, you never know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're really happy to have him on the podcast. Um, okay, boys on to Mayhew performers of the week presented by Mayhew performance. Um, if you haven't seen me performance, just released a new promo video. Uh, very well done. Um, so go check that out. Um, they're killing the mining game, battery game, absolutely innovating the whole thing. So uh, let's go. Mayhew performers of the week. And let's start it off with our newest addition. To yes, Jim. Nice. Roberto Bagnato. What do you got, buddy? Mayhew performance. Well, I've got to go back to a little bit of our conversation there on the Sudbury Wolves too. And it was actually their first game was actually on Thursday against Chase Stillman and the Peets. And then they took it into, so it's a, a you missed it segment looped in with Mayhew performance too. So um, I got to give it to Mitchell Weeks. Three straight starts. Like he crushed the weekend. They get five out of six points. They get into a shootout uh, with the 67s on, uh, on Saturday, but um, three straight starts, uh, two wins, an overtime loss. Um, he was the difference maker uh, in that Kingston game too. I know we were watching it live. He played really well. Stood on um, his head, yeah. 
shout out to um, uh, current SPAD student right now, Jake Burton, who gave uh, me the lowdown too on Thursday night. Mitchell Weeks kept him in that game again, another close game against Peterborough, um, and then into Saturday as well. So three straight starts. Don't see that often in any sports. And I'm giving my first official Mayhew performer to Mitchell over Adrian Weeks. Nice. Oh, boy, Roberto. Love it. Love it. Made some money. Who you got, bud? I don't know if you've heard of this guy coming out of New Liskard, Ontario. David Alford was the whack offensive player of the week, which is. (laughs) I love it. It is the (laughs) Wolf. I can't even say it. Uh, (laughs) It's the Wolverine Hoosler Athletic Conference. Yeah. And uh, Alf put up. Three goals, two assists, and two games over the weekend. He had four points in the first game on Friday. So how about that? You got to love that. You got to love that. Alf, one of my favorite interviews. Literally, to this day. Um, Jim, you want to go in and I'll, no, I'll, no, no, I'll you let go you top. end it. You okay. go good one, Mace. That's a good one. I saw that little story that he put out for his little stats too. Kudos to Alfred. What a good week. Um we mentioned a little bit of this in the OB interview and it was kind of like the, you know, the Saturday end of the interview with the, when we talked about Mel, but I wanted to give kudos to the women's hockey Academy. All right. So uh, basically I saw on Facebook that uh, they're doing this uh, Memorial tournament for Mel. Uh, so in the post from the women's hockey Academy, it says it's been so hard not to say anything about this. We're so excited to be partnering with the Melissa Kingsley Memorial scholarship fund to bring you to the first annual MK 23 Memorial tournament. Um, registration is opening soon. It looks like from U13, U15, U18, uh, birth years, and it's all women's. Um, so pretty cool. And it looks like it's going to run July 22nd. So the Women's Hockey Academy is my mini performance. I'm a mini performer. Um, it's just good that, you know, Mel was a, obviously an avid hockey player growing up and to see her life go. And we mentioned a little bit in the OB interview was I was good friends with her too. And I gave a little speech to him like a while back to the kids when we were coaching the Sioux because the kids ended up playing on the day that she passed away on Halloween. So, um, you know, she's, she was a ultimate hockey player and she terrorized the, you know, minor hockey in Sudbury for Lady Wolves. And she's probably going to be one of the best to ever do it. So it's good to see that, you know, they're doing a tournament after her now. So yeah, that's mine. 100%. I think with that, I think there's no need for me to give a Mayu performer. I think we should end it off with that. So I'll forfeit, Aww, see, I'll forfeit, I'll forfeit my Mayu performer for that. Uh, that. That was unreal, Tom. Good stuff. The only thing I'll mention um, in Obi's interview, if you haven't listened to it yet, I mean, um, you know, we always debate about asking about sentimental topics, you know, that could be a little emotional, but I think it was perfect uh, just to show an impact someone can have on someone's life. Um, and she, she really did on, on OBS and, uh, yeah, so go check that out. Um, it, it was great. Well done, Tom. Well said. Um, okay, let's move on to the Quarnies quiz. Um, let me read you the ad read. We won't tell you who we're playing yet. You'll just hear them when, when we're playing. So, uh, we'll, we'll leave it as a little teaser. Um, so. Before we get into it, like I said, let's talk to you about this legendary family business. They've been serving Sudbury for over 45 years. QOP offers all things, office supplies, and more. They are locally driven, customer-focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. 
Go check them out, 67 Elm downtown or online at www.cornies.com. That's www.cornies.com. If you go there, you sign up to become a Cornies member. It takes 10 seconds. You get 10% off the entire store, courtesy of Cornies and BTP. All right, let's send it off to that beautiful intro for the Cornies Quiz. It's the Cornies Quiz presented by producer Mason Money Savage. Episode 47, <laughs> the Cornies Quiz. Today we have OHL standout, the number four on the highlight reel this week, uh, <laughs> Zach Giroux coming from Flint, Michigan. Are you in Flint right now, Zach? Yeah, in Flint, Michigan. Wow. And then uh, your partner today Tilted will towers. be... Uh, the ultimate uh, sidekick, some say, uh, not the people's captain. This is James Green, and Greener, where are you coming from today? Uh, no, yeah. From uh, Hanmer, Ontario. Hanmer, Ontario. Uh, so these two are taking on the BTV boys, who are 0 2 in this new uh, BTV oh, hockey pool oh, quiz. 0 oh, 1 and 1, sorry. Uh, so today we have four categories. Geography, sport math, OHL, and then some pop culture for the for the people. Pop culture. Uh, you you got the geography, bud. So each team will have about 15, 20 seconds uh, to answer the question. If the team gets it wrong, the other team has the opportunity to steal. And if the steal is unsuccessful, I will give you the answer and we'll move on to the next question. Uh, the guests will have the option of picking the first category and then... Uh, we'll run through that. So, Greener, Giroux, where would you like to start? Where do you want to start, Zach? Pop culture? Sure, we'll get the hard one. Yeah. All right, yeah, these sure. are the fun ones here. All right, Greener, Giroux. <sighs> Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly got engaged this weekend after Machine Gun Kelly shipped at Foot Locker. What was Megan Fox's first big break in the industry in 2007? Transformers, Zach. Right. Good answer. Transformers. That yeah. is correct. Okay. Cool. That's out of play, Greener. I I yeah. didn't have that song. Yeah. Did you have that song? I had that. I yeah. had that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Big yeah. mega. That's good for confidence. <laughs> All right, BTB. Jamie Lynn Spears has been on a media run this week, talking about her relationship with her sister Brittany. What was Jamie Lynn's breakout Disney show called? Got it, Tom. Zoe One Hundred One. Lock it. Ding, ding, ding. One, Lock one. It. Congratulations. You guys made it through pop culture. All right. All right. We're moving on to <laughs> geography. Greener and Giroux, your question. What is the host city of the Australian Open? Fuck. <laughs> Australian Open. It's got to be in Europe, no? <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. What did you just say? <laughs> you oh my god! I might start muting myself. This, this is the Australian Open. This is a tennis tournament that's yeah. currently being played right now. Isn't it Brisbane or something? Isn't that what it's called? Uh, I need a locked-in answer here from uh, Zach. Double G. Not, not a tennis guy, James. What's the city that has those... Italy. ...by the water? 
Brisbane. Fuck. Brisbane, that is incorrect. Okay, Tom, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah, it is. It Melbourne? Is. Okay, yeah. we're going Melbourne. Lock it in. That is correct. <laughs> Two one BTB. Juru, okay, hold on. Before we go on the next one, <laughs> Zach, when so, you said when you said it's got to be in Europe, was that a joke? Or you mean you mean? Yeah. You no, know he wasn't. He thought you're it was not Austria. Austria. Zach, not. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's got to be in Europe. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. BTB, your go. question in geography. Jim, hey, come on, focus all up. Right, all right, BTB, <laughs> what is the host nation of the upcoming World Cup of Soccer? Qatar. Lock it yeah. in. Final yeah. answer. Yeah. Correct. 3-1. Hot. hot right now. <laughs> Zoe 101, hot. <laughs> Damn, we can't pull this now, bud. It's got to be in Europe, right? We got to pick it up. All right. Uh, Greener and Zach, we're in the OHL now. How many American teams are there in the league? Oh, God. What did you say, Zach? Three. Final answer. Three. Lock it in. That is correct. <laughs> and I'll give you guys the opportunity for a bonus point. Can you name all three? Zach? Erie, Flint, Saginaw. Yeah, that's good. I can't actually give you the bonus point or else uh, that would jeopardize my quiz here, but that was good. Good test. Uh, Tom and Chim, BTB, how many teams are in the OHL? Should we start naming them, Tom? I, I don't even know, dude. Like, it's low 20s, it's, no? It, it, it's an odd number. It's an odd number. 21? I'm liking 21. I'm really liking 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just go with Lock it. Lock it in, 21. Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. Opportunity to steal. Uh, how, uh, how many I'll steal is this one with uh, 20. That is correct. Wow. What a comeback in the OHL category. You guys have an expert or something. That almost makes up for that Europe comment. Yeah, no, like, no. I'm back. I'm back. Jim, that's okay. Yeah. Greener, Greener, he picked another continent. I was off by one. <laughs> Right, yeah. All right, three, 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 three. Yeah, Greener and Drew. Sport math. Is this the final? Uh, yeah, is this, the, it is. this is the final category. Oh, here. so it's halftime of a football game, and the score is twenty-two to fourteen. There has been one successful two-point conversion, and the rest have all been PAT kicks. How many touchdowns have been scored in the game? Twenty-two to fourteen is the score. There's... Okay, so hey, can, you repeat? can you repeat that again? It's like very yeah, okay. slowly. So the the score right now is twenty two to fourteen. There's been one successful two point conversion, and then every other point after has been a kick, a successful kick. How many touchdowns have been scored in the game? In both teams. Both teams combined, yes. So twenty two to fourteen. There's four. Four, four touchdowns? Wait, hang yeah. on, hang on. No, no, not final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait, Zach. We got to take a look. <laughs> Hold on. 22, 14. 14. Well, that's so two. one team has two. Uh, and then and the other team has one. <laughs> but I don't get the whole. 14. Oh. Two. Five. Five. I think it's five, Zach. 
Is that a final I'll, answer? Uh, I'll let you get the final answer, James. Okay. And what do you want? Four? Five final answers. That is correct. That is yeah, correct. I, I had yeah, five. Yeah, I had five too, Tom. Yeah. I had five as well. Okay, this, well, confidence is high. Okay, we need yes. this. Tom. Okay, yeah, we, we need this. this. Okay, let's go. All right. If a current tennis match is scored at 40 to 30, how many points have been played in the game? Forty thirty, yeah, forty thirty. I think it's five. It goes fifteen thirty forty, right, Tom? Five, yeah, We're fifteen five. thirty lock forty. Yeah, done. Five, lock it in. Walk in. That's correct. Yes. Oh, oh, come on, come on, Tom. Another time. <laughs> All right, now we, we got another point on the here. road here. How Tim? about both sports math answers were five? That's awesome. I'm so happy I knew tennis too. It's got. It's got to be in Europe, right? Come on. That tennis <laughs> question was game changer. <laughs> Okay, one second. I just have to f- find an overtime question here. All right, so I'm going to give you guys the question at the same time. First one to say the answer wins. Okay, talk. How's the Wi-Fi in Hammer Greener? Fucking great. Let's go. All right. <laughs> the pump's not here doing go. good, eh? <laughs> the water pump. So, <laughs> Las Vegas, the city of Las Vegas recently announced the We Were Young Music Festival. Avril Lavigne is going to be performing at this music festival, making her comeback to her. What was Avril Lavigne's first breakout hit? Gator Boy. Ding, ding, ding! Beat oh, my God! Oh, Ew! Greener! <laughs> Let's go! Wow, what a comeback. That was quick. Oh, I'm seeing the least collapse of the brewery. That was, like, that was instant. Collapse. What did you that's say? The hammer, that's the, the hammer boy. Wi-Fi right there. Gator boy. That is the hammer Wi-Fi. Let's see you later, boy. Let's fucking go. Mace, I, was, I was so when you, when you when you first said Las Vegas, I thought you were gonna say like what events gotta get hosted there. I was ready to say All Star Game like so quick, and I was like, it can't be that. And then you went oh. to like We Are Young. I'm like, what is going on? I, I said idea. as soon as you said that, I said there's no way Greener's gonna know that, and he's gonna like think about it, and then Shem's gonna get it. But Skater that Boy, that's a, that's a good analysis. I didn't think it was boy. Skater Boy. Anyways, oh 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 one and two. <laughs> no, oh, oh, Tom, that one's a heartbreaker, <laughs> man. Three, oh, and three. Wow. It is, it is, but man, we, we don't get like the yeah. the easy ones, we don't get but like Dude, the like the UHL. Man, you guys are locked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, you, you guys are Zach thought Europe was in Australia. <laughs> you guys, you guys no. are still good, though. You're no. still good. I just the no. OHL, we got killed hey, on the no. OHL. An American team question for the guy that plays on one of the three American teams. That's a joke. That's a joke. I thought I was going to catch Zach off on that one. I know he's going to be like two. No, that was good, though. That was one of the best ones. That was That's a good one, boys. That's a good one. Um, Overall thoughts on uh, thoughts on, <laughs> on the hockey pool. <laughs> on the hockey pool. Greener, as a defending champ, I think what you're – what are you, seven and – Six and six. Six and six. Thoughts yeah. so far? Um, You've come out and said you're going to win the league. No, I do think I'm going to win the league. I think how I've set myself up for my uh, the future of uh, my franchise, like the near future, I mean, like, playoffs. I think I'm, I'm already thinking about playoffs. It's not even a question. I'm not like Mace. I'm not down in the dumps. I don't have to grind to get into the first round. Playoffs. My mindset. Yeah. Um, I'm going to win the league. 
talking about playoffs, I have Jack Eichel coming back for the playoffs. Yeah. That's McDavid Eichel one two punch down the center. He's, he's gonna be he's gonna be rusty though. There's no playoffs, mates. Uh Zach, <laughs> five and seven, I think, right now. What what's your thoughts? Uh yeah, you know what? Started off rusty. Um then then started off too hot, but got on a hot streak. I think I won four four weeks in a row. And then uh, for the last week, my got my two top one of my top players hurt. Um, so once they get healthy again, I think I should be uh, should be getting hot again. Okay, shouldn't be a problem. Okay, okay. how do you guys uh, like the the scoring system? We we've been hearing a lot about centers being OP. Thoughts thoughts on that? Is it OP like the Brutus? Greener hasn't even noticed. <laughs> Zach, dude, Zach has no idea. <laughs> face-off wins are massive for this league it was like last year it was it was hits were huge and this year's face-offs you just got to adapt man thanks greener thanks hey, greener yeah <laughs> it's a part of hockey no who's giving you shit Jim doesn't like these he's like i have three good d and i still win and i'm like but you got yeah. you got to pick three good centers too that'll win draws there you go. 100%, Thanks, Bo Horvat has like 255 points. Yeah, but he's a good player. He'll get you yeah. 60 points and yeah. he's out there every, you know, yeah. 100%. Moment, so. 100%. Well, boys, listen. Thanks. This probably this is obviously the best Courtney's quiz we've ever had. Um, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I I can't wait to clip Giroux saying <laughs> that's got to be in Europe. That's got to be one of the best quotes I've ever seen. But uh <laughs> We'll have where tennis is played. Obviously, this is a rematch. This is a rematch. Zach, I have no idea of like you don't know anything about tennis. That wasn't even like a tennis related thing. It's like you're like Australian man. Yeah. (laughs) What city in Australia is this being hosted in? Okay, I I actually didn't gotta be in Europe, but Okay, Zach. I've said oh, a lot of questionable stuff. Uh, and um, yeah, all good, dude. Oh, good all good. Stuff. I made I made you guys laugh. That's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> the rematch will happen. Rematch will happen. We got to do it again. But yeah, the championship bells will be sent in the mail. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, boys. All right, that was uh, the Quirnies quiz. Off to the BTP hockey pool um and let's get you those updates so last week i'll start off with my team last week i played the 12 and 0 now uh north korea's i put up 180 points i had 35 games um and i still lost um so they are standing at 12 and 0 we got just missing sponsor who took their second l of the year to none other than paulie paulie blahos 10 and 2 and Tommy's right up there with them at 10 and 2. Uh I myself Paulie V and McKay are all at 4 5 and 6 with 7 and 5 records. Greener who's who has texted the group um this week and said I will win the hockey pool. So watch out for that take. Um at 7th place who has uh, and I'm looking right now I think he's he's in 7th place but it's almost like in 4th for most points for that's wild. Um, the insider Zach Matheson starting to really come around six and six. Uh, Brett five and seven, little Giroux 
five and seven. Um, Mackey's team at four and eight. Mason three and nine. Playoffs, baby. Uh, <laughs> Meg, Meg one and eleven, and Calvin one and eleven. They both. She's have, regulated. She's regulated. Her and Calvin. Re, she's regulated, Tom. Yeah. Is that the word? Relegated. Relegated. My boy. Um, and <laughs> if you want me to rhyme off the scores, I'll rhyme off the scores from last week's matchup. The insider beat uh, Mason Money seems one twenty five point three to ninety three point two. Um, I lost to North Korea's 202.4 to 18070. Um, the Greek freak lost to Brett. Wow. He probably, yeah. you know, knowing Tom, he probably just said, hey, Oh, Brett, I knew this was coming. Hey, hey Brett, I'll bench no, a couple, man. I'll bench a couple guys for you. Uh, so no, Brett dude, won 157.2. Brett, hey, thank, let me read off the scores, Tom. 157.2 to, to 143.7. Uh, Drew beat Meg by almost 100 points. Uh, Paulie V beat Just Missing 151.9 to 114.8. Cole got murdered by Mackey's team 112 to 88. And Calvin Puro almost lost by 100 points to Team Greener. Good God. Um, let's send it off. Uh, <laughs> Mason, three and nine. What's your thoughts, buddy? Uh, I got a lot of Canadian players on my team. So that's a looking problem. at. Yeah, no, looking at the back end of the season to really uh, have that good last stretch. <laughs> been uh, saying this for, become, yeah. Well, is Edmonton is Edmonton done? Like, are, is McDavid going to... No. No, they'll be back. Is McDavid getting traded back. this year? No, no, no. The, listen, they'll be back. The media, the media does... Like, look at Vancouver. You know, this this always happens. No, I mean, is McDavid getting traded in our league? Am I going to trade? Oh, are you going to trade? Wow. Yeah, obviously not from the Oilers. So, oh, uh, I wouldn't mind him. Yeah. For Matthews. No, Matthews is right now. better than That's McDavid in true. fantasy. Uh, Oilers question for you guys. Would Hyman prefer to be in the tire fire that is the Toronto Maple Leafs? Or does he like the dumpster fire that is the Edmonton Oilers? I think he's so used to it, man. He's probably telling that locker room, guys, we're good. He's yeah. used to this media blowing it up. Like, Anyways, though, the, I'm glad you mentioned Zach Hyman. He's got... 20 points at five and a half sheets. Michael Bunting making 950 grand. I know he's playing with Matthews, but McDa- or Hyman's playing with McDavid too here and there. And Bunting has like six, seven more points. Than him. So I'm not giving any credit to Dubas. I mean, it was tough to see Hyman go. He's a, he's a far better player than Bunting is, but the return a little bit of value. I know you didn't give it to me. Chem talked about the pool, but I know you're telling that I didn't play all my players. So because I was playing Brett, I was actually adding players to try to win. Yeah, he had a really good week, I thought. Um, his team's pretty good. I, don't, I, I think he loses games because he doesn't set um, his lineup. So, but the NHL is awesome. Florida's a my pick, my tweet way to start the year that they're gonna win that division. Poof. Jim, they scored like 18 goals in two games. Like, Andrew yeah, Burnett nice. has they're these nice guys. Like, I'm not sure if he's just like. I don't know what fuel he put under these guys' asses, but Florida looks good. Wow. Yeah, yeah no doubt, no doubt. Roberto, you got anything on the pool? Uh, Florida looks good, but not tonight, Tom. Uh, down yeah, to nothing to the Calgary Flames, who they're due for a win. They're due for a win. Um, yeah. Hockey pool-wise, I got stomped on by Pauly V last week, and I don't know what it was, if it was injury, if it was <laughs> postponed games. I don't really have an excuse, but uh, 
I mean, the only thing I'll say is the sponsor can't win the sponsored pod, um, but uh, or the point. sponsored uh, uh, hockey pool. But uh, no, otherwise, uh, yeah, good week for uh, for uh, Max again. He's dominating. It seems like, and Tom seems like he's just trying to rip everyone off, uh, like he did to me. He's sending <laughs> trades around everyone again. Turtle yeah. so good. But Max, Max wants. Uh, he texted me yesterday. He's like, "I know you need a goalie. Let's make a deal." And I'm like, "Okay." I know I was out to lunch with the deal, but like, you never know. He needs some more depth, but centers, uh, Jim, you mentioned centermen. I think they're a little bit overpowered, but face-offs is a big part of hockey, Jim. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to uh, relook at the, at the rules um, a little bit later. Uh, well, next year anyways, but um, yeah. All right. That's going to do it for B2B hockey pool. We missed it. Um, Tom, we'll start it off. Uh, yes with it yeah go go a little ad read and i also switched it up so bear with me it's the first time because uh roberto's not here full time so i actually have to prepare this better um okay so give me a second here jim jim i want you to hear this okay bud Mm -hmm. okay this company specializes in comfortable and affordable streetwear not to mention as previously stated earlier in the episode the founder of the company is now a new member of the podcast just missing helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brands not alone line raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in ottawa and soon to be Sudbury. visit their website to check them out at www.jusmssn.com that's justmissin.com or check them out on their instagram page at justmissin when you do purchase justmissin has set up our btb fans and listeners up with a promo code at checkout type in the promo code btb20 that is btb20 for 20 percent off all apparel a deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing and also big thanks to Roberto Bagnato, who started the company Just Missing and for putting together our ideas, okay? From the hoodies that we released a couple months ago to now the junkyard dog tees that me and you are repping right now, Roberto, on Zoom. And I want a little sign note, BTB X Missing to the moon. And Jim, I'm wearing the white one. He's wearing the black one. I think it's a good time to talk about these bad boys. Um, you mentioned earlier in the show that Detroit came back. The junkyard dogs look good. And... I want to give a little plug. Like I watch a lot of hockey, like almost, you know, a couple of games here and there every night. Tyler Bertuzzi. I never thought he was as good a hockey player. Like I know he, he earned his contract 20 goals, but I never really watched Detroit that much just because, you know, least fan here and there, but I've been watching a little bit more, not saying because of the t-shirts persuade me a little more to watch uh, the Red Wings, but man, is he ever good. And I would love to see him in the blue and white. Huh? He would fit that team perfectly Bert Bert is someone um that would fit I think he, he'd fit on any NHL team right now um the guy yeah. I mean you know no one goes to the front of net like that guy does just love the way he plays and, and all that and uh yeah I mean his golf game you know may have to work on it to take us down in, in a bench role. I may have to shoot better than 79 especially with his old partner uh Mar- Marcus um but yeah um other than that did we miss anything from well i guess there wasn't much to miss from last episode it was just interviews um just you know there's a ton more stories to get into with Obi, but um maybe having him uh in person over a couple uh pops would be uh stories be even better um but yeah other than that we got anything else boys Tim, there was the the Wolves playing. I know you mentioned it this episode. You said that the first game of the weekend was Friday when they played Thursday. That's the only thing I got for you. My bad. Okay, yeah, yep. you got it. You got it. Okay, yes, they three and three started when they played the Pete. Yes, that's yep. right. Um, yeah, beat it, Tim. 
Um, other than that, I think uh, I think we're good. Um, the only thing TSN missed uh, that whole broadcast basically. So if they want tips, they want tips. Listen to this podcast. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, that's, I think well, yeah. I think that's it, boys. Okay, well, listen, another great epi. Um, thanks to Weather Will Iello for coming on. Uh, just again, one one of uh, our our better interviews for sure. Um, the guy's got a great story, and and just to hear the impact he's made in in Sudbury's great. Um, we're on Instagram, like you know, um, at BTB Podcast, double underscore Twitter, the same thing. Our Twitter's kind of catching fire um, right now. Mason's throwing some good tweets out there, and Tom too. So uh, watch out for our stories. You know, Tom's going to be giving out uh, for all you gamblers out there. Tom will be giving out his picks. Hey, um, all you gamblers out there, you're one now too, bud. 100%. Yeah, but other than that, um, that will do it for episode 47 Welcome. Um, Welcome. exactly welcome roberto to the team we're very excited to have you on man um any last words before we end up the pod i'm excited boys this is awesome great awesome. first episode under uh under my belt here love it awesome all right so again roberto bagnato our new addition uh to the team so hey if you want to throw a little D- dm to him saying congrats and and welcome to the team go for it blow him up Go follow him at Bagnator. Bagnator, one of the best, one of my favorite uh, Instagram uh, <laughs> Instagram handles out there. But, um, anyways, folks, you know if you're if you're already this deep into the episode, you already know where to find us on Apple or Spotify. But if you haven't given us a little rating or review, we love we'd love it. Um, and uh, and for sure, so do that. Um, and other than that, listen, we're gonna be back next week. Get your junkyard dog tease. Go on the mission. Go, Go get them while they're hot. Go get them. <laughs> um, because they are flying right now. Um, who wouldn't want to be repping the junkyard dog? I don't know. Um, but I love it. Um, okay, folks, that's gonna do it. Episode 47. Um, we'll we'll let you go now. Kept it on the line for a bit. Um, take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next week for another edition of BTB. I'm so happy I knew tennis too. It's got, it's got to be in Europe, right? Come on. That tennis <laughs> question was game changer. Hey, <laughs> one second. I just had to f- find an overtime question here. Dude, Zach, I had, I, you know what I think with the Melbourne thing? With Australia? <laughs> yeah. I saw a commercial today. With the water? Would you say? Would you say this you is have, the water? You have the cable there, going? Greener? Hey? You got a cable there? Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's All right, tie-breaking question. You were thinking, you were thinking of Sydney. We'll you, were think, you, were thinking of, you were thinking of Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney's where the opera house is with those funny shapes you're talking That's about. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> the opera house.